Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives, and friendship. Uh, I am your host, weighing in at 0.097 metric tons of fun, Beast of the East, Christmas Maximus, Tom. I just think it's funny you still have to read that every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your other host, the Hop Master General, Grandmaster of Malt, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. Play the music. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Dan. All right, everybody. We're going to nail it this time, Dan. I, I, I feel it. I got the song. You ready? Yeah. All right. And we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Dan, hit the music. That's not it. Dan, Dan again. Such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, like the right. wind. it's not the song that we talked about, but it's pretty good. You, you know my you know I have uh, an, an affinity for yacht rock. I thought I nailed it that time, but um, I guess next time. No, I, go back and check the chat logs. We'll uh, okay. Yeah, we'll talk we'll, about we'll it. We'll talk about it. We'll get it next time. Anyway, all right. So you know who we are. We're the best best friends podcast in the world. Um, we are back with another live Twitch stream. Another one. Yeah. Um, They're not going away anytime no. soon. No, this is our life now. Um, <laughs> this is our quarantine life now. Um, all right. So before we introduce our guest, you know, the usual, we have to do our little house cleaning. Um, subscribe, rate, review. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to talk about, Dan. Oh, all right. Subscribe, in. rate, and review. Subscribe to let you know when the show is going to uh, be released in audio form. Um, spoiler alert. No, not spoiler alert. Update. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. It's going to be re releasing on Wednesdays now instead of Thursdays. Moving it up. Yeah, it just makes more. It, it, it makes more sense. Yeah. People, yeah, logistically. People are watching the stream. You know, we want to try and get out that audio as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. The people who aren't up late watching us drink beer. Yeah. So um, with that said, I mean, that's going to that's gonna open it up to uh, letting our audio listeners know, you know, um, that we're going to be doing, you know, we're going to start doing two nights a week. Uh, we're, we're going to do a second Twitch stream, um, of different kind of stuff going on. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit cool later. Stuff. Slick yeah. stuff. Neat stuff. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, rate and review ratings, Dan, 
what, how, what, what star party is it? I believe it's a five star, oh, five party. star party. Okay. Five star party, five star ratings all around. Uh, and then the reviews are really where you get to be creative. And, uh, still, uh, we got another rating. They didn't leave a review, Dan. What? Yeah. Didn't leave a review. Um, the contest is still going on. We'll extend it. We'll do another one in February. We but got two. We got yeah. two in there though. So we have, uh, our contest of the best rating, funniest, best, most creative, whatever. Um, just leave us a nice rating, uh, or it doesn't have to be a nice rating. Uh, it has to be five stars. It could be scathing. It could just, you can tell us how terrible we are as long as you give us five yeah. stars. Yeah. And well, if it's, if it's a winner, I will read it on the podcast, on the Twitch stream with some nice, sad music behind it. Yeah. Tom, take it away. Best, best friends podcast in the world. You guys are awful. I listen to your episodes. You'll, you'll never, you'll never be certified in the BJCP. <sighs> you make me auditory. I don't know. Sick. I was going to try and make some like nauseous. Yeah. Auditorily. Nauseous. There you go. There we go. There we go. We pulled it. We pulled it back in. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. Um, give us a good, uh, uh, review. Um, scathing creative just be creative with it good rating creative have, have review. Fun. yeah have fun with it and then uh at the end of the month dan and i will choose a winner and you'll get a nice little uh, porch bomb yeah we might send you beer in pennsylvania yeah. it could so- be outside of pennsylvania suck it tom wolf <laughs> um so uh just subscribe rate review give us a twitter fo- uh twitter twitter follow i don't care about twitter twitch twitch give us a follow subscribe um speaking of subscribing or donating dan yeah we're one step closer to getting our dream of Dirty Danzig created. Really? I've worked tirelessly this week. Uh, the script is done. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't hard. I just copied and pasted the whole Dirty Dancing script. Nice. So we just need to get like a table read with Glenn then. Yes. Well, we have to. So we have to get the funds to be able to get Glenn um, on a Greyhound bus out here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> as we mentioned last week, uh, we are trying to get a... Uh, a movie script picked up. Uh, we're doing a shot for shot line for line remake of dirty dancing, but instead of Patrick Swayze, we're using Glenn Danzig from the misfits. Um, so, um, you know, script is done. It's copied and pasted. I use the little fine feature in word. Oh, Clippy? Uh, yeah, no, not Clippy. It's oh, just okay. a, you know, it's just control F or uh, Apple F yeah. for, you know, I'll, command I'll F. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, I just, uh, took all the Patrick Swayze, I just typed in Patrick Swayze. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, find and replace. Boom. Danzig. Now it's all Danzig. Just Danzig and Jennifer Gray. Two so and really, a half hours. So really the ball's in his court now. It really is. Okay. Um, I mean, Swayze's shirtless for most of the uh, movie anyway, so Danzig will fit right in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Never well, wears a shirt. Well, no. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's, let's introduce our guest. He's been waiting. He's been patiently waiting and giggling over there to our jokes. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we are joined today, uh, from, I would say a podcast favorite brewery. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's got a lot of history with this podcast. Yeah. We've, it's been featured. It's been featured. I was going to say many times. And actually before we were a craft beer podcast, they were featured. Yeah. And we're going to get into a variation of that beer that was featured. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, so we are joined, uh, today by the co-founder and co-owner of Levante Brewing in Westchester, Pennsylvania, Jim Adams. Jim, thanks for coming on. Hey guys, thanks for having me. So I do, uh, I do have to say, uh, their tap room 
and brewery is located in Westchester, PA. They have a fine establishment in Chester Springs, Pennsylvania called the Stables. Oh, yeah. I believe they, uh, you guys were, were you guys number one beer garden voted in the breweries in PA poll? We, and yeah, the breweries in PA vote. Um, yeah, I think uh, we did get number one. Yeah, it was nice. Um, some stiff competition out there, but, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think our place is pretty special. In the age of beer gardens with yeah. 2020, yeah, that's a, that's a high achievement. Yeah, and uh, to be able to pull that off in the uh, in 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big, big thing. Yeah, it should be like, you know, uh, did anyone go to your beer garden award? You know, <laughs> pretty much in 2020. <laughs> but they did, thankfully. Thankfully, kind of kept, kept us afloat, you know, one means anyway. Um, yeah, well, uh, we're going to get into uh, talking more and more about Levante and uh, and trying some beer. Um, I don't know. I felt like I had something else. Let me, uh, let me, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into that, I got to shill out some more. What you, I for, I've been forgetting to talk about this ever since, like I should have just put it in the show notes because I forget everything about this podcast. If it isn't in the show notes, <laughs> um, we're part of the, uh, the hopped up network now. Oh yeah. We keep forgetting to put that yeah, in there. We've been and those in guys like have been month. just promoting the hell out of us. Yeah. So, uh, the hopped up network is an ever growing, uh, group of independent beer podcasts. Um, you can check out all the other podcasts on the network at hoppedupnetwork.com. Yeah. I'm, I mean, we're just, they're, they're doing great promotion for us. And, uh, there's a whole bunch of, uh, they, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other podcasts on the, on that uh, platform. Always first to comment when we do an episode. It drop. really is. Yeah, um, great guys over there. Yeah. So, uh, go, go to hoppedupnetwork.com. Check out the other podcasts. All right. Uh, Dan, it's 10 minutes. This is like the longest we've ever I been. Know. I'm, I'm just waiting him. for you to just go, <laughs> Hey Dan, you want to grab those beers? Yeah. Grab those beers, Dan. Um, all right. So we're going to be drinking uh surprise, surprise. We're going to be drinking two, uh, Levante beers this, this evening. Um, <clears throat> so the first one that we're going to be doing is uh hop cartel, which is not a new beer to the podcast. It was the first Levante beer we had on the podcast. That is correct. Before we were even a craft beer podcast. When I was just a guy who wanted to come over and drink beer with his friend. Yep. Before we actually had to do it at some professional capacity. So we, we drank professional <laughs> capacity. Um, so I believe we drank the OG variation. Of so we hop had hop cartel with the, uh, New Zealand and Australia hops. It okay. was after the, uh, the wildfire, I guess when, Yes. We were, I guess this whole area was inundated with the, uh, those hops. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know that like a ton of breweries were doing that back at like the beginning of 2020. Yeah. I, so which, which hops specifically, sorry, I was getting like air traffic coming in from multiple directions. My bad. Oh, <laughs> right, no, it's no problem. Uh, with that, it was the, um, it was, I believe it was the hop cartel is here that something like that wasn't down under, but it was the, uh, it was the one with the New Zealand and Australia hops. Yeah. The, the, the South Pacific one. Yeah. Then, South Pacific. Yeah, South Pacific. Yeah. They all, they all use basically regional hops for, you know, each one in the series. Um, and then the cron, which is what we, we have here. Um, the big thing about the cron is, um, not only does it use some some you know, hops that are relatively common, but um, this one leverages HBC 586. Yeah, so um, which is kind of a cool strain. Yeah, so I'm we're really gonna get excited in, to talk yeah, about that. We're one, gonna yeah. get into that while we after we crack these beers. Um, 
But first, uh, if you want to follow us on uh, along with us and see what beers we're drinking, uh, you can follow us on Untapped. Uh, it's an awful place. Stop rating beers. Uh, you, nobody knows what they're talking about. Um, but it's good to catalog your uh, your beers on there. Great um, place to catalog beers. Yeah. And hey, if you check in a beer from Levante, a hundred percent guarantee Levante is going to toast your check in. Yeah, every time they have uh, great. Not su- true. Not true. Oh, not, not anymore. True. Nope. <laughs> There's a rule. There are rules. We, we, we toast certain ones. Okay. You guys All have right. to figure out, have to figure out why. Okay. Well, uh, let's, uh, we'll, let's leave that. Cause I, I, I want to bring that back up. Uh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod that at, that's at best, best friends P O D. Gotta love the P O D drops. We'll never not have P O D no. on this. And Jim, I hope you're familiar with P O D because if you're not, you will be. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am indeed. <laughs> All right. So Dan, you want to tell us about Hop Cartel? Oh yeah, because I've been uh I've been working on my Snoop Dogg impression here for this one here. So Hop Cartel, the Cron by Levante Brewing Company. Uh this is an Imperial Double IPA. And the description goes a little something like this. Oh, never mind. I'll wait. Yeah, I don't I don't even You don't have the music, it's cool. La da 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 da. I had to do it. I was like, oh man, I have to really get that. It's the H O double P coming straight out of Westchester. Nope. Chronically hopped. Oop, that's not it. That's not it. Nope. Hopped with Strata, Citra, and Experimental Lethal Strain, HBC 586. The next episode. Yeah, nigga. Perfect. There he is. <laughs> All right. Experimental Lethal Strain, HBC 586 here. Next episode of the Hop Cartel is homegrown and goes down smooth with sticky sweet mango guava juice, resinous pine, and a delightfully dank demeanor. Exotic tropical fruit flavors and a hint of peppercorn spice on the end of the palate to keep you on your toes. Sip slow, sit back, relax, and chill. All right. So let's get this cracked because I am am quite parched. All right, gentlemen, are we ready? I am. One, two, three... There it is. Oh, yeah. Right on. Oh, smells like a Cypress Hill concert. (laughs) Yeah, smells like Cypress Hill concert in here. (laughs) I don't rent to these people. Mm. Cheers. Oh, nice glassware. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm shilling hard in this episode. Well done. Well done. (laughs) All right. He's up front, so got to make sure all the Levante glassware is in the front of the camera here. Yep. <laughs> all right, Dan, cheers. Cheers. Slancha. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, guys. All cheers, right. everyone. Let's see what we got here. Mm-hmm. Yummy. I love this beer. This was, uh, when this came out, um, I mentioned before we started the show, I lived in Westchester. Uh, I went to college. I graduated from Westchester university. So the one thing that drew me to this beer was the experimental hop being grown. It was grown in Westchester. Oh, this one. No, HBC 586. No. Okay. Yeah. This one, it come, we get it from, uh, Yakima Valley. So it's, it's kind of a, a hybrid. Oh, okay. uh, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, basically, um, the whole HBC series of hops are are, are basically blends um, yeah. that uh, that they're they're putting together and fooling around with, and and they have similar qualities to some some hops. Um, you know, HBC five eighty six. This the one. The reason we use this one is it kind of 
it does a couple of things. It gives kind of that dankness to the beer, but it also gives a ton of the fruit flavors too. So any mango ish or like orangey citrus notes. Um, but when it first came out, um, and a description kind of talks to it. It had a little spice kick on it, and that also is coming from the HBC too. It's it's kind of muted a little bit. Um, when it was green, it was pretty it was pretty in your face. Yeah, when it came out, I, uh, I I picked it up, and I've had a couple just sitting in the fridge. And I think every time I've had like every time I crack a can, it was a different experience. So I had it when it was kind of really green when you guys first released it, and I had a couple cans still uh, sitting around last week that I was cracking into. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the flavor goes, I mean, this is great. I mean, super dank right on the nose. Um, it's got a pretty ridiculous head retention. Um, color's great. I mean, everybody who wants to get their pictures for the gram, uh, you know, this is a, this is right up your alley. Um, yeah. flavor wise, uh, good citrus flavor. Um, definitely getting that palate, uh, that, uh, that peppery flavor Kick. on the yeah. back end. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yep. Yeah. I definitely understand that peppercorn flavor. Um, I, I think it, as far as it goes, it's just a nice smooth ride all the way through. Yeah. Very yep. smooth for uh, pushing almost 8% there mm-hmm. too. Yeah. All of them are in that, that, that 8% range. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, we've made some beers that are obviously a lot heavier than some of our triples and then, you know, when we made the quad of the resurrection by tickle, that thing was pretty obnoxious alcohol amount, but <laughs> yes, sometimes well. you need it. Sometimes Loved you need it. your medicine. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think this one coming in at, at you know, in that high seven to 8% ranges, you know, is, is really solid in the sweet spot for a double IPA. I was actually um, just about to say that, like, that's the sweet spot right there. Yeah. I think for me too. It, yeah, yeah, it is. And I, and I think the, you know, the other hop that you're getting, which is, you know, somewhat more common now is strata. So there's, you know, it's, it's, it's got a ton of different things in it, but you know, the strata hops gives it that danky weedness. The, the 586 does that too. And it's a certain degrees gives a nice fruity complex notes. I love it. All the dankness without needing a medical card. And true. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I didn't know you had exactly. a sip in your mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, pretty cool. I've been I, I, Dan and I talked to us uh, about this with another uh, Levante beer. Um, I've been kind of straying away from the double IPAs. It just not it hasn't been a style that I've really been enjoying lately. I think um, you've been you've been straying away from the ones that have been like pressing beyond eight. Like when yeah. they're like when they're getting into like almost triple territory, <clears throat> even at that eight percent. um it's just I'm I've, I'm in just this low ABV zone right now where I'm just really enjoying a more sessionable beer. Um, the uh, you know the the higher I mean a, a double IPA you're gonna get you know seven eight nine and upwards um, sometimes ten yeah it it, it just it, it hasn't been something that I'm seeking out. Um, but I mean, as far as this goes, it's a, it's a really well-made double IPA. Um, it goes down really yeah. easy. It's oh very, yeah. Um, 
it's sessionable. And that's what I like about when he started mentioning um, the sweet spot mm-hmm. for double IPAs. Uh, this is one where I agree 100%. This is like right in that sweet spot of double IPAs where I look at it and I see, oh, seven, it's a double, nice, seven, 8%. I usually like to sit around that. And when they start getting 8.5 and nine, I go, okay, well, maybe like one before I go to bed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm just not getting for this one. It, it definitely is not weighing on me as much as some of the other uh double ipas i've had recently uh have but uh no i i I think this is it's enjoyable um i think if i was to go with a double ipa this is the style that i would go with it's nice smooth mouth feels great um that dankness yeah yeah and that's another thing is like i've just been and also on a if I'm going IPAs, I've been going uh, West Coast IPA, more bitter style. The piney. Yeah. So it, with the dankness it in this. used to and, turn your nose at me every time I drank one <laughs> back in like 2010. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'd be drinking my nice. Well, it's cyclical. Yeah. It's, com- know, it's yeah. coming back around. Cyclical. And you, you had mentioned low ABVs and beer session, sessionable beers, um, lagers and Pilsner styles and things like that. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a resurgence in those because if you've been in, if you've been in a game a while, um, you know, you may, maybe that's what's happening with you, but I, you know, it, it happened with me. I'm getting a little palate fatigue to doubles and, and, and triples and, mm-hmm. um, especially IPAs that, you know, have lactose in them. I mean, we make them, a lot of people love them. Um, I think there's, there's room for milkshake type of new England IPAs, but for me, my palate shifted similar to yours. And I'm going for four or 5%, you know, low 6% beers. Um, I'm also older than you guys too. Maybe that's an excuse I shouldn't (laughs) use, but you know, to me, to me, and and this one certainly doesn't, this one is smooth to me. I think it's balanced. It's not just because it's ours. I've had plenty in the style that are, are, um, balanced is a good one. Represent that. But balance is uh, agreed. I, I, I don't like a beer that, has too much personality. Um, I think we're guilty of doing that and pushing it into some degrees. We've learned a lot that way. Um, but we can always come back to our roots, which is making a really slam and clean beer. Um, and, uh, I just can't take the heat, the alcohol heat from yeah. high ABV products. And that could be in anything. I mean, you know, Russian Imperial stouts or whatever. There's a time and place for me when I can go and bang one of those out, but, Usually I'm, I'm a, I'm a sipper, um, and going for, for lighter ABV stuff. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And I've been actually yeah. thinking about, uh, you know, so what you said there is, uh, recently is that beer is cyclical, you know, and, and I, I think I'm on like the same wavelength as you, as far as, uh, you know, what you just put out there is it, it's fatigue. You know, it, we went through, from the start of our podcast to, you know, at the beginning of the the pandemic and yeah. uh, quarantine, it, it seemed like everybody was putting out just IPAs, double IPAs. Then it got into like the milkshake style lactose. Yep. Um, and, and it's just, it, it became, I, I think, and Dan, I think that's why we did our summer crusher yeah. series is because we were getting, it was, you know, the beginning of spring and the winter and we were getting heavy, heavy beers mm-hmm. and, you know, it's starting to get into summertime and, you know, we wanted something lighter to enjoy. We wanted those, uh, we always called it the lawnmower beers. Yep. Yeah. We wanted those, yeah. 
There's yeah. beers to enjoy outdoors, you know, something that's going to not weigh us down so much. And, you know, it's not going to make us sweat while we're drinking it. And it, yeah, like every, every beer geek has a case of founders all day in their fridge. Oh, founders. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, everywhere I go and my friends that are beer nerds and they've got, you know, they've got stuff from equilibrium of the half trillion Treehouse, Levante, you know, tired hands, uh, you know, a lot of bangers and, and whale beers, but there's that, that robe, uh, the palate cleansers and the ones yeah, where I yeah. can old reliable, you know, <laughs> I can drink a bunch. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's something like, exactly. like Dan kind and I get into Dan and I have talked about it recently too, is that like from starting a craft beer podcast and drinking, you know, these amazing beers every week, our palates have changed, you know, it's definitely we've, I feel like we've had, we have like a more uh, as I guess as douchey as it's going to sound a more refined palate as far as, <laughs> yeah, as far as, uh, it just makes me shudder. Beer drinking. Goes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, it, it killed me a little bit on the inside saying that, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, your, our palates changed just by having all different styles. Like, um, I mean, you got really deep into the, the malty beers this fall, like the Dunkles and the Marzins. Yeah. Um, I usually, I usually kind of skip over those beers and go right to like the stouts mm -hmm. when it comes into the winter. So, you know, I never gave a lot of those beers a chance, uh, this fall. I, uh, you know, I had a nice little Renaissance with those. Yeah. Fell in love with them. Enjoyed them. I'm Great usually, beers. yeah, Great I usually go, you know, I've been always a classic IPA guy from the start. Um, if 2009 Dan was going to, if, if you were to tell him that Tom was going to be drinking IPAs right now, he'd probably be like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and, and again, it's like one of those things, like, like you said, it's cyclical. I feel like West coast is becoming a, a bigger style again. Um, I think people are getting but, tired of the, yeah. the the juice and they're tired of getting the, weighed down too. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, a nice clear IPA with some bittering hops. You know, nice piney taste yeah, to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, you know, if if you even said you know two years ago that I was going to be reaching for West Coast all the time, it you wouldn't believe me. You could say it comes in waves, wayward waves. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey. yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice play. Nice. There you go. Like that. You like that plug? Uh, cheers to that. Nice plug. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think without beating it to death, you know, everything is, is you're trying to strike a balance. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to stop making New England IPAs. I mean, unless we want to go out of business. And, <laughs> right. You know, you got to brew it uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's also, um, you know, I think, um, I just didn't need to satisfy both ends of the spectrum. You know, some people, some people will kill us if we don't, if we're not making high test stouts. Um, and so you'll get those people that are like, when, when's another stout coming out? So we try to be you know, pretty predictable about that. Um, we have seasonal things, you know, our mares and seasonal, um, and then, um, but pilsners and lagers we do all the time We're I think, I think Levante, and I think it's justified to some degree. It's like, you know, these guys are haze boys. Um, and, um, we didn't start that way and we didn't get our, we didn't cut our teeth that way, but ultimately everybody became a haze boy if they wanted to actually on um, practically everybody, if they were trying to sustain a growing business and people love the style, they're still the most popular beers that we sell. There's a lot of people just because maybe the three of us have been in the game for a while. There's a lot of people that are still entering right now. 
And, uh, and while some may be phasing out and wanting a Marzen or a Schwarzbier or a Dunkel or something like that, and, and we afford that to folks, um, it's all about making sure that you're, you're, you're being, um, balanced and, and not going too, too heavy in any particular style, I think. So, and that brings up a, a, a point that, um, you know, I wanted to make was that Levante is the type of brewery that I've been kind of, uh, I've been beaten on people, uh, you know, on the podcast, especially about like what I look for in a brewery. And, you know, you don't really see what they, what, what they're doing, um, in a lot of the, uh, the hype breweries. And I would certainly put Levante in the hype brewery, you know, in, in that stratosphere, you know, oh, you, yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. You know, you got in like the PA hype breweries and you, you guys are right up there with tired hands and new trail. And, uh, as far as like destination breweries, um, Thank but you. what you guys have is variety, <clears throat> which is, you know, that, it, which is pretty crazy to me is that you don't see it from a lot of these bigger breweries. They kind of stick to one style, but you can kind of get anything that you really want from Levante and it's, it's going to be done in an excellent fashion. You know, you're going to get, I agree. if you're a hazy boy, if you, if you're, you know, one of those, the uh, German style, I can't wait to, well, I mean, foreshadowing yeah. the next bear, but I can't, the German styles that you guys have been putting out over the last couple months, like your, your fest beer, the old beer, like these beers mm-hmm. are like, I, I came into loving Levante because of, you know, your new England's, you know, the cloudy and cumbersome, you know, tickle parts and all the, the classics. And I just, I was blown away by the German styles. I'm like, these are great. Like you yeah. guys have you. range and that's what we look for in a brewery. Uh, like a brewery. Thank you. Yeah. A great lagering process. Um, but it, like I said, it's variety. I mean, yeah. if you want a Mexican lager, if you want a Pilsner, if you want a stout, if you want a pastry stout, you know, if you want uh, a, if you want a, a lactose laden IPA. Yeah. Uh, if my wife wants a strawberry yeah. Sunday IPA to go with a, <laughs> go with my order. I, I throw yeah. it in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate the fact that you guys are, are, are being fair about it. You know, not everybody has probably allotted the amount of, of time and interest that the two of you clearly have to, to know that we're well-rounded. And or if you look at all the beers we brewed, you know, if you use untapped as the chronicle of what Levante's done, um, we've brewed, I don't know, 400 and, or 630 of them. Um, and 600 of them weren't new England IPAs, but, but yeah, uh, 20% of our stuff is definitely new England IPAs. 20% is, is pretty heavy stouts. Um, and we're proud of those two, those, those two focal areas. But, um, again, I appreciate the, the kind words because it is important for us to kind of dance in and around the styles. Now we're not going to make everything. You're not going to see us make, you know, um, scotch, you know, we scotch heavies and, and, and a lot of Belgian beers. We just won't with Belgian beers. They're great, but they don't really sell. And, um, we've, we've made them, we've made them quads. We've made triples, doubles, all kinds of stuff. And I think we did them very well, but they sit for a while. And, um, yeah, and it's just it's just not a beer that moves quickly enough. So you have to put a business hat on yeah. every once in a while too. It, it's strange because you know you you've said that you say that, and we've had we've had another brewer. Like, had, this is another brewer yeah, saying the same thing. Yeah, Ethan from 
from Stickman told us uh, Plant Matter, his his Belgian triple is one of my favorite beers that Stickman has ever done. And he said he'll never brew it again because it doesn't sell. But then you have, on the other hand, you have Warwick Farms who brews a, a Belgian triple and it sells out in a weekend. Yeah. They yeah. got their doubles. For some reason, they've they've found the market for it. I, I don't know why. It's it's crazy, the, the, the trends in craft beer, where you see in some areas it, they're not selling and then they're selling in other areas too. It's, it's crazy yeah. to see I mean, the trends going with that. I, I think, I think in, the, in the case of Warwick, you have a smaller yield in cans. So that increases demand uh, too. And, and I love Ryan and, and those guys up there. They're good people. Um, they're catching fire right now. And, and we all have that moment in the sun where, you know, it's, it's like you can't do any wrong. And, and I think it's, it's, it's great for them. And, um, their beers are clean. Their, their beers are not overly aggressive and over personalized to the point where they're, it's like, what am I drinking? Um, they have character. Uh, and, uh, with regards to their Belgian stuff, they, they mix Belgian and ale yeast to do for their new England styles. And, you know, Treehouse did something similar, but I think the way that, you know, Ryan came out with a Belgian affect to a lot of his beers and that may have primed the pump for their local followers to really go, okay, when they came out with a triple, boom, it blew up. There's all kinds of different things, but they're quality beers and and they deserve the credit that they're getting right now. Oh, definitely. And it's just like, like we were saying, just the seeing the trends and everything like that, like, to be honest, I never, yeah, I don't think in my history of drinking Levante, I've never looked at a double or a triple on the menu. Um, Yet or ever ordered one. I think like my first experience yeah. was New England's. Yeah. And you know, obviously yeah, you guys had your stouts on point as well. And then it really uh the German style this fall, just I gotta say they're perfect. Cool. <laughs> and they were awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I mean and speaking of like cyclical stuff, it's like Levante had that that beer that I would never I wouldn't even think about drinking now and i loved it when i first had that fruit punch ipa uh fest uh, juice or something yeah, f- yeah festival juice festival juice Festival juice. when i i had that i was like holy shit this is amazing and yeah i i sat there like with that solid stare like i want to see like tom's reaction to this because i know for a fact this isn't <laughs> his type of beer but I, it was like at a point where i hadn't really tried many like different styles of beer and I was like, all right, this seems interesting. There's lime, there's coconut, there's strawberry and an IPA, which is, I'm like, all right, an IPA, it's bitter or juicy. And we balled I, out. We bought TQs. We're all, yeah. we're all set for that episode. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, I remember tasting that and being like, holy shit. And like giving it to my wife who hates IPAs. And she was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and at, at this point I'm like all lactose out. And I'm like, I, I can't even look at a lactose IPA <laughs> or a fruited IPA. I'm just like, you know what? I just want, all I want is bitter. And, you know, that's where I'm at. But maybe, you know, you might come back to those. Oh, I, I'm, take, I'm taking a break from them too, but I still do like the fast kettle sour Berliner Weisses with lactose in them. You know, like the fruit fetish series that we do. That that I still am good with. Um because they're not, they're not overly, not a ton of ABV. Uh-oh, what happened? 
No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, we had a chat Uh-oh. come in. <laughs> uh, do we have we have to we have to bring it up at some? I point. was gonna wait for you to bring it up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. All right. So in the uh, the episode that we drank the uh, the festival juice, which yeah we we fell in love with. We also we also did another beer from Levante, and it didn't go over as well. <laughs> okay. So that's okay. Can't win them all. All right. So well. So here's the thing, and we. We've talked about it. Preface this by we did have a heavy amount to drink leading up to this beer. Yeah, we did like a four-hour podcast with a a buddy of (laughs) ours. This was in our infancy. We didn't know that people don't listen to four-hour podcasts. So, (laughs) so um, uh, our buddy who's uh, commenting in the uh, in our in the chat right now, Zeppi. He uh, he um, we we did a four-hour podcast with him. We did a bunch of beers. We did, and so. we did the festival juice and we wanted to do the Billberry Hill. Um, so I called the, I called the, the, uh, it was sold out online. I called the brewery, um, to ask if you guys had any and, uh, whoever I spoke to was like, Oh uh, yeah, I think we have some. Yeah. Yeah. How many, what do you need? Crowlers? And I was like, yeah, I need, th- uh, three crowlers. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can get you three crowlers. Um, we also thought it'd be a good idea that, each of us yeah, we, drink yeah, an entire crowler yeah, on the we, episode. Yeah, yeah, we drank crowlers straight to the dome. Yeah, I'm just prefacing this with a lot of like we shouldn't have done this, but no. then we'll talk about it. So uh, Okay, so you drank you drank a nine percent Imperial stout with a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah. So <laughs> we we were very intrigued by the blueberry uh the blueberry imperial stout. So we were like, oh, cool. It's like chocolate covered blueberry. Yeah. We should get that. What we didn't know was the, uh, the massive amount of cardamom in that beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right. Your reaction. Okay, Jim, I'm, I'm glad you're on the same page right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. um, and it, it, there was a, a lot of factors going into this, but, uh, it was, uh, it wasn't as pleasant going in, but it was even less pleasant coming back out. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Tom. (laughs) I think, (laughs) and I think it was a lot of factors going into that. The, it was a heavy beer episode. We, I I mean, I blacked out on the episode. Yeah, you did. Mistakes were made. I sat there on my, I sat there on my laptop, like clicking my tongue because my mouth was so dry. There's like a taste in my mouth and I like, I had to Google it and I'm like stuff that tastes like licorice. And I was like, Oh, it's cardamom, and that's what I tasted for the entire yeah. day afterward. <laughs> yeah, I, that remember, remember, <clears throat> I told you about you know breweries, you know, including ours that can overpersonalize a beer. Everything comes with the best intent. I mean, that mm-hmm. one, that's got Madagascar vanilla in it. It's yeah. got blueberry puree. It had cardamom it had cinnamon in it it had graham crackers it has lactose um cardamom won that competition yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cardamom you, you won, won the yeah, battle royale them, there yeah, they're duking it out on your palate and, you know it's like I a think, russian mma fight in there <laughs> yeah i think i think our guys are incredibly creative and and but sometimes the palate when you're mixing the paints it makes brown you know, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make that. Really cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, I like that. That is a great cool. saying right there. <laughs> so you know, and 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 to their credit, their credit, I, I think it was a good beer, but I I don't think you know it maybe it met the expectations of of what people 
you know, consider our type of Imperial stouts. So we are, our Imperial stouts are really highly regarded and well rated. And this one went a little South, but we know, certainly uh, not terrible. I, I mean, we prefaced it with, I mean, we, we went back and, and talked about it. I, I mean, it's because we also like, did have a redeeming stout with them too. Yeah. And well, we, we, so the, the cardamom has just become a, like a running joke on the podcast. I mean, <laughs> it's been like every episode has been talking about cardamom. Um, yeah. Anytime we bring it up, it just goes back yeah, to Tom but, blacking out for like 30 minutes while I'm trying to resurrect <laughs> the episode. But I'm we, always second banana. So now I'm like at the head of the table, like, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So Dan was Garth when Wayne walked out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having fun. Not, not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, we've prefaced it like we we had our, our theories about that. Maybe it was like the end of a like we got the scrapes of the bottom of the barrel. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it, we you know, no, no. and we and we preface it with, you know, we can't say enough good things about Levante. It's a good brewery. We've had the, so many great beers. The beer was just like, I think it was just us. all of us collectively just did not like cardamom. And it. I don't think it helped that we like follow that followed, you know, the the festival juice and yeah, we had, I don't yeah. even know what other beers we drank. It was a lot of beer. We drank a lot of beer, a lot of beer in that episode. Um, that's so, why I like to strongly preface this because the opinions of the best, best friends podcast in the world <laughs> yeah. were heavily influenced by alcohol that night. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like I said, like a, what almost an entire year later, we bring Levante, we bring another Levante yeah. style back on the show and heavily redeemed itself. We yeah, the did black our, we did the black is beautiful. Yeah. So during the whole black is beautiful uh, releases and everything, we, yeah, we were grabbing local releases of black is beautiful and doing reviews about all of them. And yeah, we brought yours on an episode and we kind of joked about it. We're like, Oh, we're bringing another stout from Levante on here. Let's, <laughs> let's see how it goes. And it was, it was delicious. Yeah. In fact, I've got, I've got one sitting still in my fridge. I'm going to crack that guy, nice. you know, give it a couple more months. I think there, there's one sitting in there still. Um, but yeah, cool. they, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, there, I think all of the, pretty much all the PA, uh, black is beautiful stouts we had were I don't really, think, really excellent. Yeah. I was going to say, I think some of the, yeah, we did not have a bad PA one. We've had some yeah. out of state ones where we went, whoa, but PA was, did black yeah. is beautiful. Right. I think we had, we had other halves, uh, before they were like even released. Yeah. That was a pre-release one. Ooh. Yeah. With a, they did like cocoa nibs and vanilla and it was really like a, they put it in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. It was really like a dessert stout and then 13%. Yeah. And then we go from that and go to like locust lane where they did like an Imperial Russian style. Um, did you guys do, I can't even remember. Did you do an Imperial Russian or was it, um, it was, Our, a, yeah, ours was, Ours was, um, I think, um, I don't know if you'd call it imperial, but it was, I think, 10% or close to 11%. Yeah, yeah 11%, if I remember it, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just thought, I, th I thought we did a good representation of that, and I think it, it it had our style and our affect to it, but it didn't, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, jumped the shark on people, but, you know. And I'm pleased with the way it was received and, and, and the cause, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, that was important. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And, um, you know, some funny stories about that too, but yeah, some people's reactions weren't very positive. Yeah. I mean, but you can, you can expect that, yeah. you know, it's the world we live in. We, we, we took a couple I mean, of we, we, we kind of, yeah, we kind of 
live a little bit in, in Trump country. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, politically a very, very, I would say as it's somewhat a divisive of beer, divisive state. Yeah. And, but I, when this started coming out, I approached Tom, I said, we have, I know it's like August, but we have to start like, yeah. we, oh, yeah. we have to start talking about stouts in August. Yeah. And, no, it was completely. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think if the meaning of what that whole drive was by weathered souls, if that went over your head, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You're just not paying attention. It wasn't about, I don't think any of the breweries wanted to make a political statement. They wanted to do something, you know, all breweries do charities, all breweries are philanthropic, right. you know, and, and take care of their community, you know, and their regional communities, national communities. And that was probably one of the best orchestrated you know, multi you know, brewery participating types of, of events, you know, uh, yeah. to, to just help, help those that are underprivileged and, and, and in a variety of different, different things. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Dan and I were so excited to, to you know, get behind that. And, you know, I, you didn't hear many people complain about the all together series, which is, you know, yeah. along the same lines. Yeah. All together beers, coming out months before that. Um, you yeah. know, there were people who came together for, you know, the wounded veterans doing beers for them and everything yep. too. And like beer is, I, I think beer in itself is a, is like a community. It's very All communal. Inclusive. Well, like it brings communities together. You know, it's, it's a celebration. Beer was made for celebrating. It was made to bring people together. Yeah. And it's a great, homo- it's a great homogenizer of, people of, from various walks of life. When you go in exactly. a tap room, you can just see people who have never met each other, just talking about good beer and bullshitting about things. And, God, and I miss that. It, it hits some kind of common denominator in humans that just want to have a good time and it'd be social. Um, so I had mentioned before that uh, Levante is, you know, I, I put them in the upper echelon of the, you know, the destination breweries or the, the hype breweries in PA. Um, so how, how did you guys get to that point? Do you think, how do you, how did you get to be one of the hottest breweries in PA? Good question. Um, I think some of it's timing. Um, and then look, when we first started, we were putting out pretty pedestrian beers. Uh, I think a lot of startup breweries do that. They're clean. They taste good, but if you go to a lot of new breweries and you look up on the, and, and we were the same, you look up on the, on the board and you see dry Irish stout, IPA, um, you know, brown ale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's just like, okay. Um, you know, we didn't come out of the box with our hair on fire and, uh, cause we were just learning and we were learning a new system and all of us came from homebrewing backgrounds and had no professional experience whatsoever. I mean, we had zero and, and <clears throat> it's not always a good thing to, to, to try that. So, um, you know, it ended up working out for us. Um, but it came, it came with a lot of trial and error and figuring things out and making mistakes along the way. But, um, we had a philosophy of the brewery, uh, and still do. And, and we say internally, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. It comes from Simon Sinek, um, a big Simon Sinek fan. And it's really trying to do the right thing for people, the right thing for the community, being transparent, being humble, realizing you're going to make mistakes. Doing- Hold on a second. We, we lost you there, Jim. We lost your audio. 
Yeah, you got muted there. Sorry. There we go. Okay. Hey, there you are. Right. Uh, um, but but just really trying to do the right thing for the community and being as transparent as possible. So, and as we learned and got better and studied and and just kept putting out beer after beer and trying to get better, we started noticing that we were taking on a little bit of we we're getting some attention. Um, at the time, the only place that was really canning beers and had line life was Tired Hands. They were running away with it. Um, you know, down in Ardmore, it was 800, 900 people in line. It was crazy. <laughs> we were like, man, someday we want to be like them. You know, we want to, we want to, you know, we, we, we want to put out beer that creates that type of experience where people will, um, want to hang out as a big community and share beers in the parking lot and, 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 uh, and, uh, and do that whole thing. And, and that started happening in probably late 2016, early 2017. And when we, uh, we dropped our first cans and then it just kind of took off from there because we were, every time we'd come back, we would double down on it. We'd make sure it was, it was absolutely a perfect product to stick in a can. We didn't want to disappoint anybody. And, um, and we had our run of like a year before there was the great expanse of breweries in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's been the growth rate just was exponential. So we started in 2015 and in Chester County, there was victory us, um, geez, Sly Fox. Yeah. You have to really think hard. There weren't Sly Fox or uh, Stickman was 2016. There weren't that. Okay. Yep. And then around 2017, 2018, 2019, you just saw a plethora of breweries come out to where there's now 20 something in Chester County. And there used to be four. So, um, it, we, we had a bit of a head start, I think, and, and, and an opportunity to establish ourselves as a brand that people trusted and realized that we we're a little bit more than making beer. And we were trying to create an experience that people wanted to re-experience every time. So I think that's really what it is. People just dug what we were doing. I mean, I, I feel like that's like easy. It's easy to, uh, to accomplish that when you're making awesome beer. Yeah. I always said it to myself, um, because I have a lot of friends down in Westchester that I go and visit and, um, really heavy into like the, um, skateboarding, snowboarding community down there. I would go down and hang out with these guys and they were in the craft beer too. And that was the first time I was exposed to Levante and, having it, I was like, I moved out of Westchester too early. That's what the first thing I said was like, I got out of this, I got oh, yeah. out of this area too early. <laughs> this could have been right around the corner from me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. As far as, uh, that, uh, the hop cartel there, the Quran, I went down really easy. Yeah. Very quickly. Um, I was worried that I was going to get that like alcohol burn as it kind of burn. Yeah. Yeah. The, as it kind of got down to, uh, to more towards room temperature, um, skewing more towards that way. Uh, I, I feel like that's typically when I get that little bit of burn in there. I would say like a lot of hops. Yeah. When it gets down to the like room temperature, you start getting that, the peppery kick kind of increases mm -hmm. a little bit and you get a little bit more of that hot burn. This stayed surprisingly consistent at yeah. different temperatures, which was very, yeah, it was really nice. Very impressive. And I noticed it because like my wife and I, when we have our beers and we're watching TV at the end of the night, you know, we're babying them and this like, right. you know, keeping it steady through room temperature, just not changing. 
like made it a really pleasurable drinking experience. So I do recommend this beer a hundred percent. Just drinkability alone is great. And I, I feel like Thank for, you. uh, for a, an IPA without, you know, lactose or milk sugar in it, really nice mouthfeel on it. Um, it was really well, smooth I, all the way through. That's important. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you sorry. nailed it. Um, we changed our water chemistry with this one. So we've been, we've been playing around a little bit with water chemistry and making subtle tweaks. Cause you don't want to do something crazy and then, you know, you can't control it. But, um, I think you're noticing some of the effect of what we're doing. Um, and, uh, the, a lot of this beer was the inspiration and, 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 uh, blood, sweat and tears from one of our, our newer and younger brewers. His name is Kurt. And, uh, he's just a super guy. And, he was, he's, he works part-time for us. He drives all the way from Lancaster to work part-time with wow. us. Um, he's incredibly passionate. So are a lot of the, 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 the newer brewers that we've brought in, um, throughout the summer and fall. Um, and they just got a lot of juice and, and a lot of energy and they want to try different things. And I think, you know, you're seeing when you talked about our German styles and, and, and some of the other, uh, you know, non IPA styles that we're doing, you're seeing evidence of this. They're, they're getting a shot to brew what they want to do and bring in their ideas and, oh, and their passion. And, uh, and I, I, I feel like we're kind of reinvigorated. We had a tough time in the early summer. I mean, you know, it was, we took a couple of black eyes and, and, and we needed to kind of get our act together and, you know, just some, just growing pains and things that happened that we had to manage and work through, but we came out of it very strong um, and with, uh, even increased talent pool. So uh, I'm, I'm, I love those guys. I mean, those, those guys, they make the magic. I think that's a good area to pull from. If you want a uh, German style is that Lancaster area. I mean, you have Lancaster brewery, Pennsylvania like, Dutch and uh, you got the, <laughs> yeah, but you got, I mean, especially you got Lancaster brewery, which I, I feel like is one of, they don't get enough respect, uh, from the, like the craft beer community is like, they just nail German style beers. It's the area too. Yeah. I mean, you know, Victory's just in this area too. Yeah. Sly Fox is in this area. It's it's Against, Pennsylvania yeah. in general. Just Sly Fox is just another one that crushes German heavy style German beer. backgrounds with the Pennsylvania Dutch and everything too. Yes, and there there are two breweries that are doing it on a mass scale. And yep. you get you know you get a you get a hop hands from or a what a hop hog from uh, from Lancaster. It, it's going to taste the same as it did three years ago. You know, it, it's just. Yep. It's so difficult to do. And, and I, I feel like that's such an, I've kind yeah. of, I've kind of beat the drum on that one. It's just like, it, it's just, that's such an under, an underrated skill. Quality of, of, yeah. Of doing, being able to do a mass scale of the, the same beer and, and same thing with Sly Fox, you know, the, the hellless lager is going to be the same as it was when you had it five years ago. Once you pop that top off. <laughs> that 360 top yeah, and it's fun to see yeah it, it, you're you're exactly right i mean those 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 guys are pioneers at scale and and i think paved the way for a lot of us and then you look at younger breweries like evergreen and and um our town and four score down in that area that um you know here's this new fresh set of brewers that are doing some really great things and and you know, i didn't mention them all but there's a ton of them down there mad chef is another one and um, you got zero dead. There's just so much talent in the York, Lancaster, Harrisburg area. It's this, this, this pizza little, boy, baby. Yeah. St. Boniface is over there. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. I, uh, getting thirsty again oh there, buddy. I, I'm, I've been, I've been itching for this, this cryptid. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our, our second beer here. Um, Andy. Oh, so Andy, uh, one of our, our loyal listeners and, and, uh, viewers said that Sly Fox stopped making the pop top cans. Say it ain't so. I heard this actually. I've seen this um, with the Hellas, uh, a friend of mine just recently, uh, actually a friend of the podcast, Steve. Steve. Oh, just got a uh, 12 pack of Hellas that was traditional pop top. So I don't Not know if that has to, does that have to go into like the can shortage? I don't know. Or, there is a big thing with the uh, aluminum, I guess, and yeah. can shortage right now. So I don't know. It's like we're in war times. Um, <laughs> it, but by war bonds. It, that's crazy that uh, the Sly Fox would go away from the 360 top. I think the last one I had was their anniversary was a 360. Hmm. Yeah. A- any any input on that, Jim? I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that they were doing, you know, uh, yeah, doing that stuff. I don't know why they, they stopped. I don't know if it was availability or, or whatnot, but you know, have you, now that you mentioned it. Have you guys had any issues with like the can shortage or anything? We've been hearing from some other breweries that there's been some, uh, it's like a big can shortage going on right now. Um, there, there, there have been a little bit of that. I, I mean, we buy in such bulk that, um, and store a ton of them that, I, I would say that we're paying more for them, but we haven't had a problem sourcing them necessarily. Okay. That's good. Um, but, but there certainly have been kind of like waves of it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I haven't heard anybody really freaking out over it. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our second beer. We're going to do uh cascading encrypted, uh, by Levant. I love this artwork. Um, I've been seeing like a new trend in your artwork. Did you guys, um, you guys get it like a new graphic designer like recently? Like I've been seeing. Nope. Same guy from day one, Zach huh. Woomer. He's, but here's the thing about Zach. And, and I mean this in the most, uh, in the most, uh, complimentary way. He just has multi styles. Like he has multiple personas. He can That's do so clean weird. glitter parts or tickle parts can, and he can pull something like this out. He's just so gifted. It's just so nice with, like, I, I, I mean, and that's a, you just pulled a needle out of a haystack there then with, you know, being able to pull, um, and, and it's something that Dan and I had talked about, like Dan had mentioned, we, we talked about like, did they get a new can artist? Because like I, when I picked up last week, I picked up, uh, cryptid and I picked up the wayward waves and I was like, oh man, they, they have some kind of a little bit of symmetry in with the, with, you know, the style, um, that they're going with. And I was like, Oh, maybe they, they just changed up their can art. We're hardcore label shoppers. Oh yeah. We know the fact that you noticed that I think is, is pretty cool. Zach, you know, um, uh, if you look at like the, I heart the nineties beer that we came out with, it's got, you know, 5,000 symbols <laughs> on it from the nineties. It it's, tripped it, everybody. Up. It was the first sticker uh, that went on our sticker. Actually, we have I heart the eighties, but oh, then I heart the nineties yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So that's when I started seeing like a uh, kind of a theme going where it seemed like he was going in a different style. And then, um, Cascadian cryptic came out. I'm like, this has to be like a new guy. Cause this reminds me of that one. reminds me of the I yep. heart the eighties. It's some sort of like really awesome theme where it's, it's almost like looking like looking at a picture book on the beer. 
But um, yeah, let's crack this and yeah. we'll, we'll talk about some. Uh, we'll really talk good. about some label shopping. Okay. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. It cracks. Beautiful. While we're pouring this, I'm going to go over this beer here. Yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, if you wanted to follow along and see, oh, yeah. uh, make sure that oh, you yeah. are looking at the correct beer. You can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you're welcome. My apologies. I almost forgot about as I day. as I shill again. Ah, there you go. Another Levante glass. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Double Levante glass. There you go. I think you're the only brewery that I have two of. <laughs> Except Aww. for X beer. Yeah, so um, just kind of go over this beer that we're pouring because we didn't start at the beginning. Cascadia Encrypted is a sh- German-style Schwarz beer from Levante Brewing Company. How do they do it? Bigfoot, Yeti, and unicorns alike somehow manage to remain incognito along with their cryptid counterparts around the world. We've set out to concoct an elixir that might just nab us a Jersey devil or two. This German-style dark lager, while light on the palate, is brewed with a base of sweet, bready malt, goodness, exhibiting invigorating notes of roasted coffee, hints of playful caramel, and a dusting of light brown sugar crystals. Let the hunt begin. 4.9% ABV, low ABV party. Mm-hmm. 4.11 on untapped hype beer yeah we were high when we came up with the description i think just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you guys drink drinking i mean smoking too much of the cron i mean drinking too much of the cron i think i think <laughs> it, again it's a very expressive industry you know and and we want to see people have fun and play with it so you know cheers guys this is this is a yeah. fun beer you're i love yeah. the head retention Sancha. on it i think it's Look absolutely fantastic that, that's nuts it's not like that head's not moving, Mm-mm. and it's great. No, it's it's great. It's got a, a signs of a good quality beer. Different, all different bubble shapes and sizes. Get into your bubble shapes, yeah. Tom. Go ahead. It's got a nice rocky head to it. Nice. Uh, Garrett nice. Oliver taught me that. Uh, nice. That's that's the sign of a good quality beer. Put both hands around the pilsner glass and talk about head retention. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Get deep down in it, man. <laughs> I mean, You're I, happy. Yo, Steve I, came in. Yeah. Yep. Steve's here. Um, <laughs> he, he's not appreciating the POD drops, but you know, screw him. He, we're never going to stop. Yeah, Steve, we're never stopping. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I cheated a little bit and, uh, and, and had a, a can of, uh, of, uh, cryptid. AKA you joined the Dan crowd because yeah. I, I cheat on every episode and have the beer beforehand every so, time. So <laughs> here's the thing is I bought a, a four pack of this beer last week. And then, uh, Jim suggested we do this for this week and he was kind enough to put some aside for us. So now I have two, four packs in my fridge and I mean, they're going to get drank. I mean, yeah, a, I mean, come on. Um, I am, I mean, Tom, I, if you need help, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm through and through a malty boy. I, I'm way more malt than haze. Uh, it, this just like checks all the boxes for me. It ticks all the boxes yeah. there, Paul Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Classic Great British Bake Off. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that drop is falling on <laughs> all of us here. <laughs> That's um, two episodes in a row. I made a Great British Bake Off reference and the brewer got it <laughs> that's awesome it ticks awesome. all the boxes <laughs> it ticks all the boxes that's um, awesome so yeah i think i think this one's pretty true to style i mean 
when you're when you're talking a little bit lower ABV. So that's in your wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about yep. that. Low bitterness, um, yeah, a little bit mold forward. Uh, this to me, and uh, kudos to the brewers when I, when I'm looking at it in my glass, it looks like a nitro pour, oh, which yeah. is stunning. Yeah, it's got that kind of um, like velvety head on it, almost like reminiscent yeah, of a stout. Yeah, I don't know if people can see it, but you know that's what I'm referring to. It's just look how that came out. It's there very. It He's yeah, got a quarter really inch head above the. Uh, yeah, that's above the glass, folks. I've, I'm above the rim. I'm above the rim, like Kevin yeah. Bacon. I can't begin to tell you guys how good it. Never mind, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you're just really good at it. <laughs> um, I mean, and come on, it's so dark you can't even read the glass. <laughs> well. It's, it's, uh, it wouldn't be a Schwarz beer if it was, (laughs) but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that though, is it doesn't read like a beer as dark as it is. It's not overly roast. You don't get that over roast of the malt. Um, it's really light. I I was telling Dan, like, it's almost like you like cuvee like a lager and a porter where it's not like overly smoky. It's not overly roasted you get a nice lightness to it, but you still get that. You get the floral notes of a lager yeah, in there. And you get that like caramely, a uh, little bit of like a dark, bitter chocolate to it. Yeah. It's really, really, really enjoyable. I alluded at the beginning of the episode, um, the German styles you guys have been putting out this fall. Um, the, um, the fest beer, I'm not going to begin to try and pronounce that on the episode, but. <laughs> Drakenstadt. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the city of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him pronounce it. But yeah, that beer was incredible. And then I just recently got the alt beer. And when he said, we're going to be doing the Schwartz beer, I'm like, dude, their German styles are on point. I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, he is going just nonstop about the alt beer. Um, but it, it, as far as this gear, beer goes with the Schwass beer is, uh, it, you know, I've mentioned it earlier in the episode, Dan and I have been studying our, our BJCP style guide. Yeah, and the, in the, in Brazil, the whole, Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Beer judging. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be doing arm bars on beers yep. and judging them harshly. Nice. Um, but you know, it's Rear a naked joke. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a pipe dream of ours to eventually become certified beer judges. Um, but, black belt and beer judging. So we've been trying to, um, you know, put a little bit of that, uh, into, uh, the podcast recently. Uh, so with, uh, you know, Schwaz beer is a kind of a, you know, uh, off the, off the, uh, you know, beaten path beer you know it's not like a it's not a super popular style anymore uh it's more of that like i fall i think it would fall into that like classic style um classic german style yeah i would say that um mm-hmm. yeah that you don't really see often the no. only time i really see a ton of them is uh we mentioned them before sly fox yeah sly fox was the they were the kind of pioneers of the german style in our area i think and in my opinion. And so for what you're looking for in a, in the Schwaz beer, the overall impression should be a dark German lager that balances roast roasted yet smooth malt flavors with moderate hot bitterness, the light body dryness and lack of harsh burnt or heavy aftertaste helps makes this beer quite drinkable, which I mean, check, check Dan. What does it do? It ticks all the boxes. Thank, thank you. Um, no, it, it, it perfectly as the the BJCP style guideline. There's no soggy it. bottom on this one. No, not it, you. Do not get Paul Hollywood soggy bottom at all. Nope. Um, no, it's a it, like it says. It's a 
a nice roasted yet smooth uh, malt flavor. You know, it's not super intense, but it's just it's at like the right enjoyable level to where you can have two, three, yeah, polish off a four pack. Yeah, very clean yeah. Um, taste to it. Um, this moderate like hop bitterness that we get from like the guidelines and everything, I think really the hop kind of gives it like a really, little bit more of like a floral note with the mm-hmm. caramel. I think it's a very kind of sweet hop kind of um, taste that you're getting with this. Yeah. And again, it goes back to balance. It's just a well-balanced beer. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. You want, you want your bitterness to be low, like in that 20 to 30 range for this beer. And I think ours lands at around 25, 26 and, and you don't want it to be bitter. You don't want the roast to, you basically want everything to play well together in concert on this one. And I think that's why the three of us are liking it so much. It's because there's room for everything in this beer. And, um, and I don't mean this in, in a conceited way. Sometimes you just nail it. And and I think our guys, they, if someone said, guys, I want you to brew what we think is an award-winning Strouds beer, bam, you know, they nailed it. Sometimes you have to toot your own horn. No, I I, I said it. (laughs) I said it before. I was like, you guys are nailing German styles right now for me. And you guys did it again. So no, yeah, do your own horn right there. Yeah. Get real jazzy with it. If there's a bunch of people going to watch this and go, my God, I can't believe they're giving them this much credit for German beers, (laughs) you know, especially when there's some, there's some really good local places that are really, really trying to carve that niche out. So hats off to them. They're doing a great job too. I mean, that just goes back to speaking volumes about, you know, the, the brewers that you have there and what, what they're doing is just, just guys are just excelling at a variety of different styles. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that, uh, another little something that makes you guys unique is, uh, Levante fridge. Um, so that's Levante what fridge. Oh, the fridge. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so, um, if you're not familiar with Levante fridge is a, uh, texting the fridge. Yeah. It's a, it's a text. (laughs) It's a text application where you can, you can text and, uh, I had so much fun with this. Like (laughs) when it first came out, I was texting the fridge like crazy and I was like, wasn't even making it down there. I was just texting and be like, what's in the fridge. (laughs) Maybe I'll get down to Westchester. (laughs) So can you, can you go give us a little bit of background about, uh, the fridge? Sure. Um, so basically we were, a lot of people will be, you know, once the can releases started taking on a lot of, uh, energy, people are like, what's, what's releasing and, or what do you have? What's in the fridge? So we focused this whole campaign on what's in the fridge. We used to take pictures of the fridge. Yep. Now mm-hmm. everybody does it, but we used to yeah. try to play and, and have some fun with it. And then, um, I was driving up to go see the guys at lost tavern and, uh, driving up the turnpike. And I said, I wonder what those guys have in cans. And I'm like, I'm sick of not knowing what people have in cans. <laughs> and I looked at my wife and I go, what if I did like this thing where you could text fridge to a number and I just built a service in the back that just, you know, you could say fridge, you can say truck, you can say kegs, you know, and, and just let people know real quickly at the, at the speed of the internet or the speed of, you know, whatever, what we have. And that's really what spawned that thing. And it completely blew the hell up. Um, 
it it was unbelievable the volume now that volume's completely crashed i mean i'll be honest with you it was huge <laughs> and now it barely anybody uses it anymore thanks square um, site <laughs> yeah we actually thought about discontinuing it but for two years it was you know it, it was it was pretty cool but it's, but, it's um, something that you guys did that was completely innovative it was it was like you guys were two years ahead of this whole pandemic. Yeah. You know, I was drunk texting it at like 2 a.m. I'm like, you up? <laughs> and just to see what's in it. Um, well, it, it actually has a chat bot behind it, but I never turned it on because I didn't want people <laughs> like, you know, text us all kinds of crazy They're shit. They're probably getting my like text at like when they come in the morning, like, yo, this guy like texted us at 2 a.m. asking what's in the fridge. Yeah. Dan was asking Levante beer to, to Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> it was, what you it was up fun. to again you know it's 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 again that was my my you know i'm, I'm a technologist you know i work in it my whole life and it, it gave me the opportunity to do something kind of geeky and 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 fun um you know and then right on the heels of that we came out with mercury and and that was in 2019 again a pre-covid thank god we thought about it um you know uh selling cans in the mail and distributing it all over the state. So it's, it's been pretty cool. That was, yeah, that was pre, I remember when it came out pre COVID and you know, I was making regular stops down to you guys. I'm like, Oh, uh, maybe I'll get delivery one day, but you know, I'm always driving down there anyway. And then the pandemic hit, I'm like, nah, maybe I'm going to give mercury a chance here now. <laughs> yeah. See like that. I didn't know that mercury was a proprietary thing to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, it was called, it was, it's code name was project Mercury. Um, and I think, I think that's like, we were just geeking out. And, and I was going to say, I think that's that name. I think that's the nerdiest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. You guys yeah, have like, like a whole like, like NASA department there in like <laughs> Levante. I have no, idea. it's like this whole tech department. Yeah. We were just being really geeky. Um, because we didn't know at first we were, I mean, in the beginning, well, we didn't know at the time that Tired Hands was going down the same route. I think both companies were trying to figure out logistically how to do it, whether it was legal, um, a million other things. Um, and once you clear all those hurdles, they beat us by 30 days. I remember when they when they when they launched in uh, December of 2018. We launched in January of 2019. I was like. <laughs> man those dudes always beat us to the punch you know they're the OGs, Gene. You know, so. i know gene's Jean, just like the hipster like of the uh of the craft beer world finger on the pulse yeah. <laughs> it was literally literally i'm like oh my god we're gonna blow this all up and you know it's 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 december 20th or whatever and all of a sudden you see this dudley direct thing and i go <laughs> and i look at it and, I, and I, I called my guys up and i said I'm a mix between furious that we didn't move faster. And these guys are just, I love tired hands and, and they're just, they're, they're, they're just so cool and so fast to it. And, and, you know, we take great inspiration from those guys as well as, you know, a, a bunch of other places, but um, yeah, they beat us by a month and I was like, son of a bitch. Um, I think the difference that we did is they were putting bottles in, you know, and um because they still had pretty strong line life. Uh, and we, we wanted to put cans in and we felt that that's what the market wanted. And I think we were right. And now, you know, obviously there's, there's 40 breweries in Pennsylvania doing it now because COVID made them adjust their business model. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we have the ability to do that and, and do direct to consumer shipping of, of beer 
in this state. Plus we are also in, we, we can ship it to DC and eventually we'll be shipping it to other states. Levante just has this room where he like, he walks in like Ed Harris from Apollo 13, just like, <laughs> and he's got all these people at computers. Like how's our Mercury looking at today? I feel yeah. like, I feel like Jim needs to quit Levante and just be like a, like a business analyst, like a consultant for breweries. Cause you're just like ahead of the game for everything here. Hey. I was there on the text message thing, but my partner (laughs) with Mercury, he's a mad scientist. Um, Yeah. Like every, we are so fortunate. The, the, the team of, of, of owners that we have, I mean, Tim Flores, who is our CEO and he's the founder. Every Levante is Tim Flores. You know, he came up with everything and um, he's a genius. Um, he's a mix between EQ and IQ. He's just, he's a super smart guy. Um, young guy, but an old soul. He's, he's just awesome. He's got all the talent. Um, he comes up with so much and then there's, there's the rest of us to come up with a couple of ideas. And then there's this guy, Mike, um, Mike, the Thomas, who is probably has one of the highest IQs of any man I've ever met. I've, I've met a lot of smart people, especially in it but he's, he's a genius and, and he, his brain is geared for business and he sees things six months down the road. He can end your sentences. He's just, (laughs) you know, he's just a bright guy and he brings so much wealth to, to our organization. Um, and you know, it's just been great that way to have so much talent and people coming from different industries and, and, and that's really one of the secrets of our success too. I, I think, you know, we love the brew beer, but we also have, you know, uh, a, a pretty extensive, um, amount of business experience, you know, combined. So we're lucky. We're lucky. It's awesome to peel back the curtain and yeah. like hear oh, yeah. this too. And like, you know, as a consumer, you don't think about it as much. You're like, ah, cool. Online ordering website. Let me just use this and everything. But you just don't know what goes into it on the back end and like in the background, especially like just hearing that and like knowing that you guys had Mercury beforehand too. And like when COVID hit, I went like in my head, I was like, oh, well, Levante's already got Mercury. So they're, they're fine. <laughs> That's exactly what it, it, it hurt. It, my it head. helps. Yeah. yeah. It definitely helped. But when, when we lost both tap rooms, um, curbside, especially in March, April, May, and early June. Oh my God. It was like, wow, this is incredible. People, people were compensating and coping with alcohol and food and they were supporting local businesses. And, um, thank God that they did. And, then as things, um, as you know, I know, I know this is hard to say now, you know, in, in hindsight, we're in the, right now we're in the thick of this thing yet again, but in the summer, I think all of us could admit that we relaxed a little bit, oh, you know, yeah. it was nice weather. Oh, yeah. We could get outside. Yeah. The numbers were dropping. Yeah. We felt kind of good the, for a while. The curve but, flattened. Everyone was like, it's over. Mess off. Hey, we're having podcasts yeah. at breweries where we're sitting next to them outside. <laughs> yeah. And, and then everyone told us for months, Hey, it's going to get really bad. F you no, well, this is going away. And what do you know? What do you know? Dr. Fauci? What do you, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Wait, are you? Are Wait, you what do you expert? know, medical professionals? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're not YouTube. Yeah, are you? Be- <laughs> no, you're, you're just being, you know, you're just being used Hold by on. the government at the highest level to to talk about Hold this pandemic. Hold on, let me what consult you know? Breitbart for yeah. a second. <laughs> um, no, you, I, we, we've talked about it so much about how, um, just like how, what's the word I'm looking for? How awesome it was that like uh, to see the the craft beer industry adapt adapt, like improvise adapt overcome and and it was like at the drop of a hat it was just boom boom. online ordering online order square site everywhere (laughs) and my beer consumption has just it just it was like yo yeah i finally started fitting into my old snowboard pants like right at the end of that winter and then we went into lockdown and i'll I haven't even put them on this season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to put them on. (laughs) You guys did a great job. I mean, you had the Mercury already set up. And you guys literally have a built-in drive. You have a drive-through. You have the brew-through. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's cool. You know, it's another thing. It's innovative. The guys have iPads with, you know, they're out there with Shopify on them. They're, they're fulfilling orders in real time. And, you know, it's again, a a brighter spot of 2020, but that's, that's just the energy and the crew that we have. They're going to find a way to solve problems. And then we shifted into wholesale. So you never saw our beers in Wegmans before COVID hit. Um, And all of a sudden, there's cloudy tickle beer, Escalante, a bunch of stuff that's sitting, uh, you know, on, on shelves and distribution right now, hopefully not sitting, well, clearly not, yeah. but, um, should be in coolers. And, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, um, that was another business decision that we had to make because, um, I think it was the right their, decision to make too. It was, it was, it was, um, you know, and, and we're, we're, our models changing in, in, uh, in other ways too. And we'll be opening a third location, uh, this year. And, and, um, is this it, the main line, main line location that you guys were talking about? Um, like earlier last, or I guess in 2020, you guys were talking about a mainline location, right? Yeah, we've had it. We, we took possession of it months and months ago, but then the shit hit the fan and, and yeah. through it. Um, Oh, you guys going to be like the, the Jets and the Sharks with uh with tired hands down there on the main line? Oh man, it's well, going to be great. <laughs> I, I, honestly, West Side Story. Yeah, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I think um I uh again because I'm a tired hands fanboy, you know, I'm going into this as a, in, a, in a positive thing. I would say that if you have a hundred dollars to spend in Ardmore on beer. Go to Tired Hands. If you have five dollars left, come to us. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, I, and I mean that they, those guys are, are, you know, that Ardmore is is their domain. Yeah. Um, when they open up the location, they're going to have their uh, can drop of extraterrestrial synagogue. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little alien church there. Yeah. A little play on alien church yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a reach. I'm sorry. I know. I like it. I like where you, I like where you went there, Dan. <laughs> you know, I, 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 8.5. You nailed the landing. <sighs> I know. Just um, couldn't land a dismount. So, um, no, I mean, we've talked about tired hands a lot this episode. And, you know, I, I would say, I, w- I think I would put them at, maybe number one as far as like the destination breweries go, you know, that's like what, you know, I would say within 20 miles of us. Yes. Yeah. I, I, well, 
I mean, even I, I, maybe all of PA, because I feel like when we talk to people out in the out in the West Coast, we've talked to people outside of the state and, you know, you go, oh, you know, I got this beer and this beer. Oh, you know, I've never heard of it. The tired Hands, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Tired Hands. I've heard of Tired Hands. Um, so I, I, they get a – I feel like sometimes they get a bad rap and we've kind of joked about it. It's well, with with – pretentiousness i mean with being a hype brewery there's going to be a certain level of infamy yeah i mean it's always you know you're always going to have that it's like it's that like they when, have they have an error of i mean that's the 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 i think some of the the what people say about them is that they're a pretentious brewery and it's like well i mean when you brew the quality of beer that they do they yep. kind of you know they I can kind of be like that I think they've changed. I I, I think they've I been never, brewing. Yeah, I've some never experienced that. You know, I, I, I have heard. I have, I've never gone and experienced it. Um, and uh, you know, I uh, I remember when I was, I was in my day job, but you know, years ago, I had to wear a suit every day, and um, I went to the brew cafe, and. I don't, I don't fit the mold of, of kind of their, their hipster young, you know, community that they have. I come rolling in there with a suit on. And the first person to talk to me was Gene, the owner. And, um, you know, I saw him cleaning glasses and wiping down tables and things like that. And, um, so while I get it and that, you know, they, they've had a lot of fame and perhaps some people had an experience that, that, that they might've felt was, you know, whatever you guys use the word pretentious. I've never experienced that. I, um, I, I can honestly and, say, and I, think, I, I think always said they have a certain level of infamy much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever, I, I've never, you know, pers- I've never received any kind of pretentiousness. No, I've always I've, had a good, I've um, only, experience I've, every time I've only ever heard people say that, you know, oh, they're the pretentious brewery, but I, I kind of also I think, think it's people who just didn't get the beers in time. I also kind of <laughs> think that it's, it, they're, they're kind of like the, um, gotta wake up early sometimes guys. <laughs> I think, I think that, uh, that kind of thought of them being the pretentious brewery comes from them being kind of the pioneers in the craft beer you know, that, that small batch yeah. craft beer, you know, they were the kind of the first ones to have that. Like you said, like the 800 people line alien church the was the first can drop I ever, well, I actually stumbled across. I was actually having lunch at the fermentaria and you're, and I was looking at all these people just lined up around the corner. Oh, these people are lined up for this craft beer. It must be super pretentious. Like, uh, you know, I was just like, sitting there. I'm like, Hey, what's the beer drop? They're like, Oh, it's just alien church. I'm like, I told the server. I'm like, yeah, can you, just put like a four pack on our bill here. <laughs> I'll tip you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They, they, they were cool before anybody even knew what craft cool was. I mean, in my yeah. opinion, I um, completely agree with that. Oh yeah. And everyone has an opinion. There are Levante haters out there. I know all three of them. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, I actually do know who my three big ones are, but you know, it's okay. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, we'll know, talk after we're done recording <laughs> there. there no, nah, it's okay. There are, big, <laughs> there, you know, there, they've done some amazing innovative things. Um, and their branding is good, but you know, um, not to make it a tired hand love fest, but I just, I really <laughs> respect these guys. I yeah. do. I think they're, 
I think they're upper echelon. They had, I, I mentioned them as one of my top beers of 2020. Yep. They, my most memorable beers was their prayer group. It was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it, it still, it haunts my dreams. It, like, it, yeah, it, you keep bringing it up and I'm just it's, like. It was such a good lager. It was unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny. We had an old episode where we're like, yeah, it was okay. And then Tom's just like, it's amazing. The entire episode is like me and the other guests are like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was a good beer. And then Tom is just sitting there I writing was having like, like an outer, outer, out of body experience. He's writing like it. a 35 page dissertation on why this beer is better than every other beer he's ever had. I was sending one of those big hearts <laughs> with chocolates in it to Gene. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Giant teddy bear. Yeah. Um, Dan, <sighs> We have like a half hour left and we're, you're done. I'm finishing up. This I, I, isn't good. I have, I have I one suggestion. insulted if you drink another brewery's beer and please. No, I have a, I have a suggestion. We might have the same thought here. Oh no, I already, it's already on the outline and I have no problem bringing it up. Wait, what? Is this the thing you were going to talk to me about that? Might nope. be upsetting or hard question. No, I feel like I feel like for the next half hour we should um, point our direction north. Ah, uh, see, I was going to. Uh, I, I was getting that that way. Um, I was. I thought I, I was on the way of. Uh, I think we have. I think we have the black is beautiful. Oh, we do. Oh shit! Yeah, let's do, do that. We split it. Yeah, split it. Split skis. <laughs> so, um, before we talk, uh, before our our uh, conversation goes north. Um, what, uh, what's it, what I'm, I'm trying to, I, I've spent the past couple of days, like trying to figure out how to word this. What does it mean to be a, a, a PA craft brewery? What does it mean to be a PA craft like, brewery? Like what, it, what, it, what does it mean to you to be, I feel like there's like a certain pride that goes into being a, a brewery in PA, a successful brewery in PA. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing is the the pride factor comes from you're in a community of 370 active breweries in the state. That's a ton of, of, that's a big community. And, um, I think that for the most part, all 370 of us play well in the sandbox together and care about each other's mutual success. And we collaborate like crazy and, um, you know, which is a veiled reference to probably where we're going with pointing north. But, um, you know, it's it's just great to be in a community of 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 craft talent within this, the Commonwealth um, that just tries to excel, uh, you know, from Pittsburgh to Philly and everywhere in between. There's so much good beer in the state. Um, so. Jesus, Tom, where'd you put it? I don't know. We might have given that away, Dan. We might have given it away. Um, so how dare you? I mean, like, I, I feel like I just feel like there is like that that nice like community aspect to being a brewer in in PA. It's like I, I feel like every brewery we talk to, they have like their oh, you know, I'm really good way. You know, I always talk to this brewery, all these breweries around here and it's a strong community. Yeah. Out in Pittsburgh, like you said, you know, that's such a big up and coming. I'm really excited that, um, new trails bring some Pittsburgh beer with that expedition pack over here too, with dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. 
Um, yeah, we're in the next one. Oh, you guys are in number two. Yep. Oh, awesome. So I also heard that you guys have another, um, collab because we kind of talked about pointing North just a little bit briefly that you guys are doing another collab with new trail. We are indeed. And you guys um, are getting boozy again with a pointing point. It was it pointing South pointing South. Yeah. It's going to be a triple this time. Um, as if 9% just, wasn't enough with the pointing North. <laughs> it's, uh, again, I think, um, if you're going to do it, do it in the winter time where, you know, people want these fireside beers that have got a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, uh, heavy alcohol content to it. But I mean, the key thing is that I think both breweries know the tricks and the secrets of hiding the alcohol and making sure that it's a smooth experience and it's not a lot of heat. Um, so I expect nothing, but you know, a, a really awesome collaboration with these guys and, New Trail, uh, Mike uh, from New Trail is just a super guy, and his crew is awesome, and um, we get we get along really well. And he's a former Tired Hands guy, and and, and Marty that. West, Marty West, who works for us, is a is a former Tired Hands guy, and so there's there's these cool little synergies and and nice little family reunion type things happening. It's cool. I'm so glad you verified that for me because I always heard that. Um, Mike or somebody was involved at Tired Hands uh, when I first got Moonlit or yeah, I think it was Moonlit. The, uh, the stout from new trail was an old, I guess like it was a, it was kind of a recipe he had going when he was at Tired Hands or something. So like he was kind of bringing it with him when he went to new trail and put a new spin on it. Uh, I was at a, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Kunda beverage in King of Prussia. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, everybody has to be by now, but yeah. uh, especially in this area, when I first got moonlit, the guy was talking to me and he kept saying, he's like, yeah, this is kind of a play on a tired hands, like stout, like recipe. Cause the guy was affiliated with tired hands. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. This was like my first time having like new trail too. Like other than like, actually my first time having a non IPA from new trail. So having that beer and then hearing this, like I knew they had some sort of like Kevin Bacon style tie with, you know, tired hands. Well, I mean, they got a big one, a yeah. big tie. I mean, he was with them for a long time. I think he was part of, uh, he, he helped them build out the firm. That's so he, awesome. he was, he was foundationally pretty big and, and Marty West, who runs all of our retail, um, you know, Marty comes from tired hands. I think he spent seven or eight years there too. So, um, you know, people, we, we shed talent, we bring in talent, every brewery does it, um, and uh, they bring a very good perspective to things. So he's got one right there. Yep, we brought. Uh, I knew. I knew Tom had some left over. I have since drank all of mine. My season finale of The Mandalorian was my celebration of my last pointing north. <laughs> I nerded out hard with that. <laughs> that beer. The fun thing about that beer. Um, breweries in PA kind of did the introduction and put us together. Uh, th those two um, dinguses. And they're so good at doing that. I think. Like, <laughs> huh? I said those, those? two dinguses. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're well, hopefully in a good way. But yeah, anyway, yeah, we, oh yeah, we love those dudes. Yeah, we've had Matt and Chad on twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chad. they're they're uh, great friends of the podcast. And then I saw how much they were promoting your pointing south um, celebrations and everything. So I knew I knew they were partially involved with that too. They they they're. 
you know, I met those two guys in the, in my driveway in my house, you know, trading beers years ago and, um, have watched them grow from a fledgling, you know, uh, page that talks about Pennsylvania beer to being some, some, some heavies right now. And yeah. like, they are, they're they, like, they the, should be proud of what they did. They're um, the, you know, they're the premier voices in PA craft beer. I would, yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. Like I get a lot of my news from them. Uh, when I found out about pointing South, guess who I found it out from breweries in PA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're really good at it. And, and, and I have to acknowledge that and they put us together and, and then I'm, I reached out to Mike and, it was, it wasn't even like, Hey Mike, you know, it didn't even take like three conversations. It was, it was, it was a, it was a 12 second introduction and he's like, yo, let's do something. And it was really cool. <laughs> um, and then Mike had all these ideas and he's a creative guy and he's like, Hey, we should do this, that. And the other thing, we put our guys together, we went up there. Um, and it just was, it was just awesome. So, uh, we're hoping that pointing South, um, is a, uh, a continue a continue, you know, a continuation of, of, uh, our dating. <laughs> I will say this, like it is a triple IPA. And if it's anything like how smooth you guys made resurrection by tickle at quad, um, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like you guys do boozy very well. Um, I've gotten, you know, the resurrection by tickle, I think, um, and yeah, the triple before that was like, was it death by tickle? I think it was yeah. your triple. Both of them dangerously smooth. I will say that like right up front. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, uh, there's some techniques to do it. Um, and, uh, they were passed on to us by a very famous brewery somewhere in the country. Um, you From know, parts that just, <laughs> you know, parts unknown that, um, you know, so when, when you collab, you know, you, you, uh, you know, you trade secrets sometimes and you help each other out and someone's going to sit there and go, you know, I want to make a big beer, but I don't want it to be boozy and thin. And how do you get body in your styles? And, um, and, and these guys are kind enough to teach. And that's, that's part of the craft code. You have to, you have to help each other and teach. Yeah. There's a certain it. level I mean, of like, yeah being accepting of other ideas when you guys are kind of doing that too. So like, you know, it's like a give and take, which is awesome to see. And it's well executed, I think in this beer that we're about to drink. Yeah. Uh, it's a beer that needs no introduction. It does uh, not. One of the hypest beers of 2020. Yeah. I might as well post this on the breweries and PA uh, fan page. Don't do that it because the it, internet. It's, <laughs> it's very divisive. This is, this is the Kim Kardashian butt of yeah. breweries and PA right here. Daniel. Cheers. Jim, Sancha. Cheers. Cheers. So when, when I feel like, so Dan and I are active, uh, it, some of us more active than others. I'm on there a lot. Uh, the brewery, you, know, you like a lot of my photos, the, the breweries in PA, <laughs> uh, the breweries in PA, uh, Facebook group. Um, I, I go on there and I go on there every once in a while. It's just, I'm as divisive as, uh, pointing North. Yeah. Craft beer, Karen, <laughs> he gets on there. <laughs> I just, I like the people that go on there and they're like, uh, I only like artisan beers. <laughs> uh, um, 
we don't have enough time for that. Yeah. Uh, we don't. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, and the people that go on and, and compare like, uh, you know, some people that might compare like a nugget nectar to a new England and you know, I don't, it's not their favorite IPA. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nugget nectar is not their favorite IPA. Oh man. Um, oh, it just makes me giggle every time they compare it to that. <laughs> it's an interesting well, group. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, think i think it's because it's representative of, of you know a bunch of nerds uh beer nerds you know but you also their audience is a lot of the common beer drinker mm-hmm. people yeah. and a lot of yeah. people are just getting into it and and so um they reach they reach a big audience they got a lot of eyeballs on the on that on that facebook page and on their instagram and everything and it's it's um, it's impressive, but you're getting where say beer nerds, you know, is, that's rough and tough. I mean, you go in there and say some of the things that you see in some of the, they're going to kill you. Um, <laughs> I'm actually very careful in beer nerds. Um, you know, I'm very selective what I, if I even post anything, then beer gods is the local Chester County kind of hub. And then brews and PA is the entire state of all these beer drinkers. And, you know, I hope, I think that, I think that they do a good job moderating some of the nonsense. I mean, sometimes it gets political. That's just, just the nature of the world we live in. But I think it's great know. what they do with the political like posts and stuff. Like they, I think they handle that very yeah. well. Yeah. I, I feel like I, Chad, I feel like Chad kind of rules that, that board with an iron fist. Oh yeah. And, yeah. You know, he, he has, he, he, this is what the board is. If you, if you step outside the lines, your post is going. Well, yeah. yeah. Chad's the, Chad's the sword and shield there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. The problem I think is that um, you get the problem. I think with the uh, craft beer community as a whole, uh, you know, in that vein is like, it's almost, it almost seems like people think that they get uh clout by, bashing beers like it, it makes them seem more uh more, i feel like there's also like a troll aspect in there too yeah I, I, it's it's a fine line i i think there are a good amount of people that think that they will seem more reputable if they bash beers you know uh, oh pointing north they would uh well executed double ipa uh great hop combination collaborations really good um it, it, i really enjoyed it 3.5 you know, well, it, not, you know, there's underrators out there. It's okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, it <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it, it's just, uh, it gets to a point where it's like, I like what, to go on there as like knowing what's out there. That's why I kind of go through that beer. Like, honestly, like I had no idea about Jim until he started liking my stuff and they started following us. I was like, Oh, this dude uh, likes my stuff on Brewers and PA's page. I go and I click on his page. I'm like, Holy shit. He works for Levant. <laughs> I'm like, Tom, He's Tom, everywhere. Tom, Tom. <laughs> He's no, I, um, I, 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 I'm on those sites constantly. I mean, I get a lot of Intel from a lot of feedback, um, untapped. Obviously I, I live on it. Um, I'm the guy that toasts you for the last five years. You know, um, I'm the one that's looked oh, at, man, I'm toasting him in person now. I mean, not 500 person, and something thousand posts, you know, it's 500 and something thousand, you know, check-ins of our beers. And, 
Yeah, I'm the one that cringes when I see, you know, this is a this is like drinking a raw piece of shit, drain pour, you know, or oh, the infamous, <laughs> you know, the infamous meh, you know, meh. You know, and I get God it. damn it, it's he not knows for I'm everybody. Um, but, what, um, what, what about the ones that are, this is a perfect beer, 4.5? That's funny, because you're like, wait, I thought perfect was five. And sometimes <laughs> I'll be funny and I'll comment and go, hey, you know, uh, perfect is would be five. Ha ha ha. You know, I, I try to interact with some of them, but I, I, I you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to poke the bear. If you, if you, off. If you really want to, if you really want a good laugh and you haven't followed them yet, a past guest of ours, untap WTF on Instagram. Uh, he is, uh, a, the master of creme de la creme of. Yeah. Just perfect. Untapped. Um, idiocy. Yeah. He, he find he finds the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite is the guy who always posts his beers with ice cubes in it. Every single beer has an, every single beer is a glass full of ice cubes. That's funny. I mean, look, we are, we, um, you know, we've had some pretty hateful stuff. I mean, the, the fifth post we, at the fifth check-in that Levante ever got was glorified homebrew in two, 2015. <laughs> I never forgot it. I mean, I never forgot it. He, he, Jim has it tattooed on his arm, like memento. <laughs> Literally. Yep. I mean, how That's bad right it, glorified home. I mean, how, the date and the how bad of an insult is that? I mean, come on. Like oh that's home. Oh, I mean, as, as bad as that is, that's, that's some gold. That's a gold standard <laughs> comment right there. Glorify. I've had some epic. I've had some epic homebrew. I'm just going to say right now. <laughs> it was, um, I remember I saw it that uh, I, I, I was like, man, that stings. Um, but you follow him on your personal account just to see what else he does. <laughs> you, you, you know, you have a choice and you know, what are you going to do in those situations? And when I look at the, the, uh, the negatives are far few in between of he, the, overtly positive ones but um, he follows them on his I don't other dis- account tim bradham's i don't dismiss them <laughs> i don't dismiss them i read every single untapped check-in everyone not 90 percent, not 99 every effing one of them and <laughs> i've been doing it for five years a lot of breweries think i'm crazy um but you know, I have certain rules of when I'm going to toast you back and certain things, but you, know, you, you have your finger on the pulse. I have to, I look, I'm learning. People are yeah. telling me exactly what they feel. And we look at the trends and Cascadian cryptid has 46 ratings and it's a 4.11 beer. That's not enough ratings to tell me whether that's really good or not. You know, but if I see glitter parts with, 4,000 check-ins um, and it's a 4.27 beer. I'm pretty sure we nailed that one or at least, you know, Oh wow. Victory's on fire. What? Uh, I just read victory. Kenneth square is on fire. Oh, Wait, that on, sucks. I'm on, sorry guys. Like on, like on Damn. fire, on fire. I have friends that work in that yeah, house. Man. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, that really sucks. I that's hope such a nice hurt. Yeah, that's such a nice tap house too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to the Kenneth Square location. Kenneth Square location's really nice. That's the same. Yeah. Uh yeah. Really mm-hmm. hope that nobody nobody's hurt or you know, hopefully yeah, they thoughts can thoughts go out to the victory team. Hopefully they re- can recover right from that. Um but yeah. Um 
you know, Harry, speaking of home brewers, uh, Harry, our, our home brewer buddy from, uh, he, he, uh, home brews out of experimental brewing brewing and follow him on Instagram. It's uh Xbeer underscore NJ. Yeah. Some very cool varieties coming out of him. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's do he does a lot of like food based, uh, brews recipes. Yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he brought up a good point. He loves the, uh, he loves the, the COVID post and the, and this is a, uh, untapped WTF, uh, follow here. Um, uh, the COVID post where they're, the people are posting, like, I don't have my taste back yet, but you know, I'm going it, to, <laughs> I know it's a, I know it's a 4.5. That's interesting. I like how I've seen a couple, a couple I, like that. I've seen a couple where like they're in like the gurney and everything too. <laughs> they're yeah. sitting there with like a, like a Bud Light seltzer and they're sitting in the gurney, like can't taste it. 4.5. Tastes like real mango. <laughs> <laughs> we also brought oh, up a good point yeah. in the chat too um and i said it earlier i like it when breweries like toasts like when yeah. my check-ins and everything it's yeah. it's so cool to see like breweries interact it's like a like a little fanboy moment do you know and, do, you, do you remember how hard we nerded out when Stickman Stickman was like the first one that like like yeah i mean because of our area we were re- all like <laughs> reposted our photo that we took yeah they were so nerded out. We're like, yeah. oh man. It's like in the infancy of our of our uh of our podcast. We're like, do you think we'd ever get like New Trail or Levante to do it? <laughs> yeah. And uh and now we have only more. if you're nice. Yeah. Yeah, we have no what new trail coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, we have Mike coming on soon. Yeah, oh, really nice. excited for that too. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um pointing north. So um when we we talked to uh, Brewers in PA was actually our first uh, podcast of the new year, um, and they brought up you know uh, I think it was Chad brought up it, it, this was such a divisive beer it was like people either loved it or really went out of their way to hate on it which yeah I mean it was it, you know it it was and I think it was it was some of those people that like looked at it as it got a lot of hype because it was two gigantic PA breweries collabing together. And it was, everyone was like, Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. It's new trail in Levante. It's got to be, it's got to be like the best beer ever. And you got people that went out there and just were like, Oh, mm." your typical meh. (laughs) You'll have them. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I went out of my way. Wasn't sold at the stables. It's okay. I went all the way out to Westchester to get it. <laughs> I, I think you gotta, this is one of those ones where, again, I would, I know it's not sexy, but I look statistically at it. There's 4,300 people checked it in and it's a four, three beer. That's not an accident. No. And then no. It, it's, no. it's, it's got bragging rights. This beer so it yeah. actually made me go to Westchester twice for it. To be honest, <laughs> I went back and I got mean, more. You know, <laughs> is it a religious experience? Is it going to make you younger? Is it going to, you know, no, it, it's, it's beer. It and was two of my to, favorite yeah, breweries to, in PA coming together. And my, that's how I looked at I it. I mean, my hair did get less gray after I drank it. Yeah. So. It was a fountain youth form. He cut his hair finally. Yeah. I mean, he was, I, like, <laughs> he, I mean, was like, he, he was he looking kinda, like a late eighties relief pitcher for a while with a cheddar coming out <laughs> the back of his hat. 
in the end, this is beer. That's all it yeah. is. It's just people drinking beer. And, and if, if, if you want a religious experience from beer, it's probably somewhere in Europe, but you know, <laughs> or, um, yeah, it's just, I think you have to appreciate, appreciate that, that, that maybe some of this is a little bit of hype. Maybe some of it is fanboy stuff for both brews. That's, that's gotta be a fringe element. I mean, this, I think the beer, when you're talking this many thousands of people, um, it, it stands up and I think it delivered. And I, I'm hoping that pointing South, it does equally as good, if not better. And, um, I hope that the, uh, the beer that we're giving them in their expedition case coming up in March is going to be something special too. Um, I hope the beer that we brewed, especially for the Kennett Winterfest is going to blow people's dresses up too. You know, it's, it's important. Yeah. I mean, you don't, we don't half ass anything. I mean, but you just don't know if it's going to be, you know, a grand slam or, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I talked to, so Dan gifted me, uh, some, some of the pointing North and, um, you know, I, we had a good discussion about it. Um, I think so. Yeah. It, it's, it's a style that I don't particularly enjoy right now as far as it, it's a little high ABV. Yeah, we mentioned me. it earlier. Yeah. yeah. Just being like exhausted by the type. Yeah. How, but, or just like, uh, we said, uh, palate fatigued. Yeah. Before. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I did tell Dan it's a well executed beer as far as a, as a high ABV, uh, double IPA. Um, it well executed. I think it nails it as far as the style goes. Um, I mean, it's tasty. It's just for my palate. I just, it's, it's not the style for me. And you know, it, it that kind of goes back to kind of the revelation that we've had throughout this podcast of, we just kind of need to stop rating beers because it's just, everything's subjective. You know, the, yeah. the beers that, you know, like Dan's going to rate uh, a five. I'm going to rate a 2.5 or, you know, it, it's just pallets are different. People different enjoy different, yeah, different folks, man. Exactly. Exactly. Different. I don't know why we don't have that on the soundboard. We should. We have gigs of BOD, but no different strokes. <laughs> um, different strokes. It um, takes different strokes. Um, but no, I, I, you know, we've talked about it uh, a lot on the podcast that I think one of the worst things that's it might've been, might be the best thing depending on the brewery is the rating scale on, on untapped. It's just, you get a lot of people that go on there and just rate beers, not knowing really what they're tasting or, Oh, I don't, you know, not a fan of stouts, uh, 0.5, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's just, it, it it's, uh, it's just like an, it's like the worst oxymoron. Like, it's like, why are they going on there and rating it if they don't like it? Mm-hmm. Like, don't well, try multiple, it then. Well, multiple reasons. I mean, you know, look, you're, you're looking at it from the lens of someone who knows beer and appreciates that. Yeah. Okay. Pointing North might not be your, you know, in your sweet spot but you can rate it for what we were going for. And that's a 9% double IPA that was hazy and juicy and, and, you know, and bold, but someone who likes multi beers and drank it and gave it a two and said, man, not for me, 
they could be doing one of two things. And I think I res- I kind of respect both. One is they're chronicling their beer so they know what they like and they don't go back to this again. If they see it at somebody's house at a, you know, in the beer bucket or, and, and maybe I'm being too nice. Or the other thing is you are untapped. is about gamification. Keep checking beers in and getting badges and racking them up. And that means, you know, how many people, I'm yeah, sure there's you know, a competitiveness go, about it. Yeah. Oh, there totally is. And, and the people that go back and they go, well, I had a Miller light in 1988. So I'm going to check it in and give it a two because they just want to rack it up. Um, but but and, here here's the thing about on tap, though, you can leave those reviews. Oh, you know, I, I'm oh, I'm not a fan of uh, of Imperial Stouts. Too boozy for me. You don't have to rate it. You can check it in, but you don't have to rate it. That could be the one where they're just chronicling things. I hear you. Um, there's a woman um, uh, you may actually know her in the beer community, Andy Beecho. Um, she worked at Levante, Sterling Pig, um, Victory for many years. She really knows her shit about beers, has a lot of connections up and down the East Coast, all over the country. She's visited 600 and something breweries. She, she has a, uh, a, a killer beer blog. But anyway, she won't give beers a numeric rating. And and she just stays away from it. But she does like to chronicle the beers that she's had. Um, and yeah. she'll leave comments and things like that. That's definitely what we strive is, to do. She don't yeah. want to hurt anybody. Yeah. that's um, a, that, she, she doesn't want to hurt anybody. That's the thing is that it, like the rating, the beer ratings from what we've heard is are like actively hurting breweries. And when you get people that are like, Oh, I don't, I don't like stouts. Here's a 1.5. You know, it, it, it's hurt. It's bringing down the rating. That's people who because, are looking it up and they're going, Oh, well, somebody had a negative review about which this. I have been, I've been a part of, you know, I, I, yeah, I've, I've talked to a brewery. I've sent beers to you via text message and you come back with the untapped rating as like, Hey, this is what they're getting on untapped. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm, it, I went, uh, I, I was going to buy a beer from a brewery and I looked up the untapped rating and it was, it was lower than I thought it should be. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to get it. But well, now it can influence sales. Yeah. And yeah. It can influence visits. At, but now I'm at the point where, mm. you know, I, I've got to the point to, uh, I mean, we, we made the, uh, group decision that we're not going to, we're going to stop beer. rating beers on our, on our pages untapped. We're just going to, like you said, crock, yeah. you know, just kind of keep them as our little black book of beers. We're, a, so we're people want to yeah. like, if they, if they listen to the podcast and they're like, Oh yeah, that beer sounded great. They can go to our untapped and pull it up and know where to get it. Right. And, totally. Totally. And, and you know, it, it, I feel like I missed out on, you know, a beer that I might enjoy because the untapped rating was lower than it should be. Um, so it, it, it just, it, it comes down to like, you can chronicle your, yep. your beer journey. You can write notes to yourself. And you don't have to rate it. Yeah. I put in the comments if like, if the beer just like took off for us, like I mm-hmm. always, I always put it in the comments, like something that like we brought up in the podcast that, you know, we thought was like worth noting about the beer. So when people go through it, they're not going to see a rating. It's not going to hurt, you know, the ratings yep. or anything, but it's going to, there's going to be a comment there. That's going to tell you exactly what we thought about the beer when we had it on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, 
Dan, we're at about. Uh, oh, we hit our hours. time. Yeah, good job. We're I mean, about- oh, last sip of point. I'm so. Tom, thank you for having Point North available because <laughs> I ran out a little while ago and I've been pretty upset just waiting for yeah. Point South. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for Kyle for not uh, taking it off my hands, for getting to take it uh, because <laughs> okay. I offered it up to him and he forgot. To, he walked out of my house without it. You could have re-gifted it back to me like the bread maker and uh, Wedding Crashers. I could have. <laughs> no, that was uh, uh, not Wedding Crashers, uh, old school. Oh, is it old? Oh, yeah, yeah the bread maker. Yep. Oh, the bread maker. It's got three speeds. Gives it to his kid for a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. That wraps it up for the, uh, the podcast. I think, I think we've had. Yeah. We've um, Jim, can't thank you enough. This has been something that I've My been pleasure. wanting to do since we started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, uh, I mean, Levante, everybody knows Levante. Come on. But Short uh, of yeah. uh, Wayne's World, We're Not Worthy, where I sit here and start going like this <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> we're, I mean, yeah, we're we're big fans. We featured Levante multiple times on the podcast. Um, I don't know what else to say. No, we're just well, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. You know, you know, it, it means a lot, and and your time is is valuable. And and thanks for having me on. And um, you know, if there's uh, anything that we can do for you guys, if you um. If you, if, if uh, you ever want to review some beers, you know, just let me know. I'll hook you up. Absolutely. Oh, that's so nice to hear. My, my pants got I'm here to help your habit, guys. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. This functional alcoholism is just taking off. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to let it's my. It's Monday. Work. It's Monday. Look at us. <laughs> Who uh, thought we'd be here? Not me. Not me. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm not going to let my wife hear this one because she just got on my case about like, if you bring any more beer into this fridge, my beer, my beer fridge, I have two beer fridges and they are just bursting at the seam. Yeah, I have one and I, I keep steady track. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to do some housekeeping. Yep. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Um, you know, we went over this. Subscribe. Uh, that'll let you know, uh, new episodes are going to start coming out on Wednesday. Um, uh, rate five star party review, be creative. Uh, give us a good review, uh, scathing, funny, creative, whatever you, yeah. As long as you rate us high, say whatever you want in the review. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll give you some free beer. It's just as simple as that. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's good, I mean, you gotta make it good. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it doesn't have to be good as in like, you know, patting us on the back. Relative, it just has to yeah. be good. Right. Um, all right. Dan, you wanna you wanna drop some social media knowledge on these these fools? Yeah. Well, first I wanna thank uh I wanna thank Jim and Levante for being on the uh podcast here. Um follow them on Instagram. Uh we've got hey, if you want to follow Jim personally, he's got Levante Jim at Levante Jim. Uh you can follow their brewery at Levante Brewing. And you can follow uh their beer garden at Levante. Is it underscore stables? Uh, I don't know. Yes, Whatever is, I yeah. wrote yeah. on that. Yeah, Levante, yeah, at Levante Brewing yeah. and at Levante underscore stables. Guys, if you're in the Chester County, Montgomery County, uh, Southeastern Berks County area, uh, the Levante Stables. It, it's a great center location. It's awesome. It's um, awesome. If you're worried about traveling too far to Westchester, fear not. Levante Stables is right there. Yeah. People like me who are in like the little part of Montgomery County who, you know, 
I can just go right to Levante Stables now. It has just made it so much easier for me to spend it's, more money at Levante. It's on my drive home from work, which is just, it's, it's hurting my wallet, but <laughs> helping my beer belly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My pants aren't fitting anymore. But yeah, <laughs> Instagram, like I said, Levante Jim, Levante Brewing at Levante underscore stables. Follow them on untapped at Levante Brewing and check out their website. It's levantebrewing.com our social media you can follow us on everything here instagram and facebook is at one at, one at a time dan one at a time okay sorry instagram at best best friends pod again tom that's at best best friends p-o-d God, I hope we get Sunny on the podcast. <laughs> we will one day. Check us out on Facebook. Give us a follow. It's at Best Best Friends Pod. Again, Tom, that is at Best Best Friends P O D. Oh, you can also email us too. Hey. Hey, if you have any ideas of breweries we should feature, brewers we should have on. Hey, guests who are in the craft beer culture that we should have on. Shoot us an email. It's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. Again, Tom, that is best best friends P O D. Save the best for last. At gmail.com. All right, everybody. Um I'll oh, wait, one more. What's that? Twitch.tv at best best friends podcast. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's it. Apparently you couldn't get the pod in there. It's fine. No. I I think I did that pretty drunk. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. He had one point or too many. One point or too many. That's 18%. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so, uh, guys, upcoming guests. We have some great upcoming guests. Uh, next week, uh, the 31st, we're going to be, uh, we're going to have Harris Hill brewing on. Very excited for them. Nice. Yeah. They're a new local, local brewery. Um, excited to have them on. Uh, February, Ooh, man, we are jam packed. Uh, get that calendar out, Tom. Who do we have on February 8th? We got rebel Hill. February 15th. Greg. We have brothers Kirshner. Oh, we're getting bro- both brothers on brother. <laughs> are we, are we, are we doing right. that in the brewery too? We, uh, we might, we haven't, we haven't, we, we haven't, haven't solidified that. Yeah, okay. we'll we talk. We'll talk later. <clears throat> we might be at brothers Kirshner. We might be making the trip up to skip back. Uh, November or uh, November. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. February, February 22nd. We got Mike from new trail. Oh, new trail. got so hot right now. So hot right now. And, uh, Saturday, February 27th, we are doing a live podcast at Warwick farm brewing company. Oh, it's so great to go back. Yeah. They're going to have, I mean, hopefully their tap new tap room is insulated by then. Um, and hopefully I'm either going to challenge Tim to a snowboard competition or try and hit one of Ryan's fastballs. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. And hopefully Tim grows that beard back by then, because right now he looks ridiculous. Oh God. He looks so weird. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Such, uh, a say that, Tim. such a sellout. <laughs> such a sellout. Yeah. It's like when James Hetfield cut off his locks. Yeah. It's like when they made the black album. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, Dan, I think we have one thing we need, we have to announce here. Oh, uh, by the way, um, if you're listening to it, to this, uh, on the day of release, it's Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night, we are going to be, uh, pod or twitching, twitch streaming live 
Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna do that evil apple stuff. Yes, Twitch. Uh, Eight o'clock Wednesday night, we're going to be playing Evil Apples, which is it's like, a, yeah, Cards yeah. Against Humanity. Yep, that's the one. If you guys are interested in, you know, watching that game or just watching us get drunk and play it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a bunch of friends on. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, some some podcast favorites. We're going to be doing uh, Evil Apples with Zeppi and Al. Just trying um, to make more content. Yeah. Or, gonna, hey, just continue to watch us drink, I guess. Yeah, we're going to be drinking craft beer and talking about it during it, having fun. Um, other than that, Dan... Um, We've, we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. Um, we've, we've, we've packed on a little bit of LBs during the, this whole podcast. Who hasn't? What are you talking about, man? I'm not wearing a hoodie right now, so I'm not wearing a t-shirt on this podcast anymore. Yeah. I, uh, what do you think the whole, the whole point of this track suit? It's like the garbage bag from silver linings. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so Dan and I have been talking and we've been toying around the idea of a weight loss challenge for the, the better I think half since of like we three started months. started the podcast. Yeah, maybe since we started the podcast. We talked about it. Um, um, while we're drinking all this beer, maybe we should do this 11 months later. <laughs> yeah, so we're finally going to go through with it. I think we finally agreed on terms. Um, it's been back and forth. You know, my lawyers have been talking to Dan's lawyers. We've just been going over contact, contract logistics. It's just, it's a nightmare. Um, Dan and I finally sat down and agreed. Um, we're going to do a, a weight loss challenge. We have zero athletic endorsements. So yeah. there's uh, not going to be any whoop bands on us or anything like wait, that. Lu- wait, Lululemon didn't contact you. Oh, wait, did you get a Lululemon contract? I'm not at liberty. To God talk damn about it. That ass going to look I'm so fun. Yeah. I'm not at liberty to talk about that. Um, so I Dan wasn't and- ready for for that jelly. Dan and I are going to do a weight loss challenge. Uh, we're going to set a goal. Um, we're going to do a six month challenge. We're going to set a weight loss goal. Uh, and then we're going to stick to that. And then we're going to figure out a, uh, a punishment for whoever doesn't hit that goal, which may be both of us. It's very likely that it's both of us that don't hit that goal. Yeah. We're going to continue to debate that punishment. But I, I mean, we do both. We both host this craft beer podcast. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. 2021 season. I might go ABV. I might, I might go full Rogan on this. (laughs) All right. Um, other than that, uh, actually, um, Jim, you mentioned the Kenneth beer fest and stuff like that. Does Levante have anything coming up that you guys want to promote? Well, we're in the Kenneth winter fest. Uh, we're definitely dropping a can for that. Um, we have our kegs and eggs, which is coming up on Super Bowl weekend. So you can reserve tables and stables for that. And we roll out all kinds of dope beers. Um, awesome. And uh, so that's pretty fun. They used to be really big shit shows down at the uh, at the at the brewery in Westchester. But clearly <laughs> we can't do that this year. Um, so we'll do a controlled and socially distanced and all, you know, cool in the gang type of uh, uh, experience and stables for that. Um, um uh, Super Bowl weekend that's Sunday. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty much it right now. You know, we're kind of chill on the festivals. There's not a lot of activity right now. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if that loosens up in the fall. Follow-up question. Yeah. Can I order the kegs and eggs at one of the, uh, curbside pickup spots? Oh no, no, no. Um. <laughs> on-site. That's an on-site gig. It's on-site. That's on-site. <laughs> if I just pull up and you just give me eggs and I just sit in my 
car and just eat them. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. We do breakfast food and things like that. And, and, and that was really, that was killer. I mean, back in the day, we used to do pancakes and all kinds of shit. It was fun. Yeah. Right across the street from the, the Chester Springs, uh, police station. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> See you later guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, I, it's, when you mentioned the Kennet like beer fest and everything, it's, it's cool to see breweries like doing things. So just like having events and stuff like that, even if it's like a can release or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely give those guys a follow, uh, give Levante a follow and, um, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah. Guys, and guys, uh, keep up to date with what's going on with, uh, victory Kennet and, uh, whatever you can do to help out, um, with what's going on with them, please, uh, you know, open your, your hearts and your wallet to them uh, to get back on their feet there. Um, Dan, I think that's, um, I think that's it. Yeah. What do you think about Jim? Oh, about Jim. I mean, he seems pretty cool. I mean, uh, yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's he, right. For an old guy, for an old guy. He agreed with a lot of our points. He agreed with a lot of our points. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't like Cardabomb either. It sounds like, which is kind of cool. I mean, I mean, yeah, he shed a little bit. He shed a good light mm-hmm. on that, that beer that we know. Definitely. Yeah. New friend, new, new friend, new, new friend. friend of the podcast, right. Jim, you're a new friend right of the on. podcast. All right. <laughs> you'll, you'll be receiving your welcome package in seven to 10 business months. <laughs> All right. Very good. All Thanks right. guys. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Uh, Dan, I just need you to know one thing, buddy. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's. And guys, it's a new year. It, may, it might be a new year and new you, but just remember, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was just the responsibility of the uh, Clinton family. Tom is never going to let this go. I will never. All right, guys. <laughs> Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 52. We, we out. out. See you. Friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos. Videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet. A cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Epstein is still alive and listens to best best friends.